Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Oh, look, Joel, I'm sweating because the Australian summer is deciding to finally turn up, but... Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm tired because yeah. Christmas is over, and I'm sort of just yeah. rel- basking in the glow of a new year. I know, Happy New Year to uh to you and to all our listeners as well. It is 2018. Good... It is here. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's uh let's continue the, the the good vibes of 2017 in terms of video games anyway. There's some other stuff that happened that was not great, but yeah. There's always gonna, there's always going to be bad stuff and we can all we can do is hope that certain individuals learn from it but then realize ultimately that this like if it's the individual I'm thinking of, they won't because they just have no reason to. Well, they already haven't this yeah. week. But True. There's already been a pissing competition about fucking whose button's bigger. Anyway, yeah, oh, let's not get into that. Oh, Jesus. Let's not, let's not get into that. That's not why we're here. We're not talking about politics. We're here, for good times. <laughs> we're here for good times. And this episode's going to be hard enough as it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had our Game of the Year episode last episode where we went through our top 10 lists. And uh, that was a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed that as well. But uh, it's become... Well, after this episode, it'll be an annual tradition now, I guess, because we've done it two years in a row. So yeah, we're that's, that's, the, to that's it the separation. Like it was a yeah. thing we did last year, but if we repeat it, then it's a thing. Exactly. We're, we're known for that now. Um, and that is, of course, the uh, the Kill Your Babies or Kill Your Favorites uh, breakdown list. Um, so we have a list of 30 games. That we've uh, that we've come up with, but actually you came up with, and I sort of looked at because I've been working all day, <laughs> um, and I looked at the list. I was like, "Yeah, that's 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 good. That's I'm happy. That's fine." I honestly sat. Um, I sat down on the couch and like sort of stared at my game shelf, stared at my PS4 and my Switch, and my, I'm like, "I think I've got everything." And even then, like we still had a couple of extras to add in there. Yeah, yeah, no, and I look. We should probably specify this that this list is uh, made up of games that. Either one of us or both of us have played, I think, for the majority, in some way, shape, or form. This disclaimer is mostly here because PUBG is not on this list. Yeah, or Cuphead. Or Cuphead, that's true. Yeah, Cuphead so and PUBG I, I have played. I have played a little bit of Cuphead now, but not enough for me to. to it's very good. Don't get me wrong; it's very good. I want this, to play actually, more of it, but. The same reason where I guess we should like I have also left off Hollow Knight as well. I played a bit of Hollow Knight on PC, right? But not enough to really say one way or another about it. Yeah, cool. It's um, yeah, no, I I, I will get to Cuphead one day. I mean, the Xbox One S keeps getting cheaper and cheaper, so I probably should be able to pick one up for like twenty bucks soon. So hey, looking at their at their, point, their, their library lineup, line, line, like lineup, it's yeah, matter of time. Yeah, exactly. Um. But uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna go through. If you're unfamiliar with the uh, Kill Your Babies format, basically we have this big list. Uh, we're gonna go one by one and break down uh, and delete basically games from the list until we are left with the dialogue options game of the year 2017, um, which differs from our own personal lists in a few ways. One that it is uh is the combined effort of both of us for the uh, overall title. And also we've noticeably left one particular game off this list because it was just unfair to leave it on there. 
it would have been a very short episode if it was on there still. And it is, of course, Persona 5. Um, it topped both of our lists, so it was pretty... It was on a, a surefire bet to um, to take out our, our, our uh, Kill Your Babies if we left it there. So uh, we thought it was better if we left it off the list. It's had its praise. Well-deserved. And, like... As, as we we actually just, we discussed it a bit and like who which which of us is going to kill it like I couldn't no, kill Persona yeah. Five. There's no way. Like the only way it could happen is if we did it like off the bat and that would feel so disingenuous like because we love Persona yeah. Five. So yeah, it's it, I, it's just better for us to leave us off because like it, assume it wins if if it's on there. Exactly. Yeah. You. Yeah. It, it was already our game of the year. It's fine. So, uh, but this is the, uh, this is the, the, the brutal game of the year that we've, we've come up with. So, um, cool. I think, uh, that, that covers just about everything. I think that we needed to, to cover at the start of this that's before sort of we the, jump right into it. That's the important stuff. I do want to say before we go into this, Joel, that I, no matter what happens in the next hour and a half, I do respect you still. Likewise. Yeah, I do. I still value your friendship very much. So, um, we were pretty civil last year though, to be fair. We were, but there are some there are some games on here that I think are going to split us a bit. There's we'll some, see. Yeah, there's we'll going to be some nasty shit. Anyway, uh, well, we, speaking of, should we go over this actually? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think we should go through it all. So, um, do you want to take it one by one? Yeah, that's that's let's do it one by one. All right, cool. Do you want to go first? Oh, so we can go back and forth, are we? Or yeah, I reckon we go right, cool. back and forth. Right. Yeah. So first up is Near Automata. And then followed by Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Super Mario Odyssey. Doki Doki Literature Club. Golf Story. Yeah, boy. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Horizon Zero Dawn. Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Yakuza Zero. What Remains of Edith Finch. Pyre, Prey, Mass Effect Andromeda, Assassin's Creed Origins, Battle Chef Brigade, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Splatoon 2, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia, Mario and Ravid's Kingdom Battle, Destiny 2, The Evil Within 2, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Middle Earth Shadow of War, Steamworld Dig 2, Neo, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, Snake Pass, and finally, Ukulele. So that's a big so, list. <laughs> that's a big list. And it, like that, like we said, there's games that aren't even on there because we didn't play them that were already huge as well. Uh, one one which, final yeah, but, chance to like sort of be shocked at how incredible video games were in 2017. Oh Jesus, it was just fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> it's uh, that is a that is a big old list of uh, very very good games, um, for the most part anyway. But we'll get into that very shortly. Okay. I think uh, I think that's about it. I think there's nothing left but to to start commence the uh, the killings, the, the slaughters, the slaughtering the slaughters. has begun. All right. All right. 
cool. So, how, who do you want to go first? Do you want me to go yeah, first? So how do we? How do we establish who goes first? Should we just? Do you want to go first, Joel? Do you want to? Do you want to take first blood? I do because you know what it's going to be. What's it going to be, Joel? It's Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh yeah, straight out the gate, it's done. Like that's fair. I played like fifteen, maybe twenty hours of it, and I was just not. It, this is a personal thing. I know some people really like quite enjoyed it, but it is not compared to the standard of the the original three games. It is nowhere near. I I, I personally think it's just it's uh, in uh, it's nowhere near the same quality as those games, and it's just it's a real shame. Absolutely, don't get me wrong, but I mean, yeah, it was the most obvious one, the blaring obvious one there that was. Sticking out at me. It, but as we were going through the list, I'm like, yeah. It's so sad. Go. Like, the story of Mass Effect Andromeda, I think, is one we're going to look back in the future and be like, what could this game have been if EA hadn't have, like... I don't want to say they forced them to release it in March, but the game didn't feel like it was finished in March. And nope. then, let's mm. not forget, like, making the game run on Frostbite, an engine which is not made for RPGs. Like, mm-hmm. it's so sad that this is what... And now Bioware, like, will live or die... Like, let's be honest, if they will live or die based on Anthem this year, like... Yeah, absolutely. If Anthem doesn't do well, like, I, Bioware might be in trouble. And, like, I... It sucks, but because of everything that's gone on with EA over the entire year, I think Anthem's already going to be fighting an uphill battle. No, regardless of whether or not the game's good, I think it's going to be fighting an uphill battle because people are just going to... I don't think people are ready to trust EA again. Like, no, EA has done a lot of damage to to the games they publish, and like, isn't haven't they also? Like, this is off topic already, but isn't there a UFC game coming up where they've just completely blown that game out with microtransactions? Oh, I wouldn't be fucking surprised, yeah. but yeah. So, I, I, granted, though, is that is that the one you're you're taking? Uh, you're, so that's you've said your piece. That's it. Yep, that Mass Effect Andromeda first first casualty. I will say this much, because my first take off the list, like, the Anthem has a chance against all odds, to go, like, regardless of what EA's done, because of another game, Joel, that I'm kicking off this list, mm-hmm. which is Destiny 2. Yeah. No, uh, good call. That's I'm fair. I'm straight getting rid of this, because this is a game that I played the beta and was just like, oh, I'm not too sold on it. It's, you know, same Destiny. I picked it up at launch anyway, because I'm a sucker for that Destiny, and mm-hmm. it was good. Like, Destiny 2 was good, but since... Surprisingly good. Yeah, but since then, Bungie or Activision or someone has just managed to continue stuffing this game up between, like, the use of the Eververse, having you open your free Eververse loot boxes at the Eververse to try to tempt you to buy more from the Eververse. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The DLC locking out certain endgame content, which has since been reversed mostly, I think, but it should never have happened in the first place. There yeah. was the seasonal event that happened over Christmas where, again, with any other, any other event I can think of, you get, you, you get like the seasonal loot boxes by competing, by playing the game. And they didn't even do that right. Like when you leveled up in Destiny, yeah. you still got regular bright engrams for the Eververse, not you the special to- seasonal ones. You had to complete specific uh, objectives to get them. Yeah, and that sort of capped you with the amount you could get. And I'm sorry, yeah. but no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a that's a fair call. Um, I, I'm I'm really sad by that because 
I, I remember in that mid-year episode we did uh, with like most anticipated games for the rest of 2017, that was on there. Yeah, um, and somehow and they stuffed it. We had fun. We had a lot of fun with it for that month that we played it. It was very similar to Destiny One. But it's we had just, they've done the same thing. We had stuff to come back to. We had like our weekly challenges. So like, hey, don't get me wrong. The yeah. game, I don't regret playing the game. I just, I will not be going back to it until it's fixed or like until yeah. it's fleshed out better. Because yeah, at the moment, the way Bungie are supporting it is just not. It's not the game I want to play. And yeah, I just want it off this list. It hurts to, to can, remember. Oh yeah. We can only hope that, that it's going to have a, a Taken King situation where things get resolved in the, uh, like the year two edition. I, I really guess. hope so, Joel. I'm crossing my fingers. I really hope so too. I really hope so too. I just, I really hope so. Um, cool. Uh, anything else about Destiny 2? No, just, yeah, just my my sad reflections on the game it could have been but ultimately has not been yep exactly um okay so uh another another really sad story i think that i'm gonna have to get rid of um and that is uh platonic's ukulele oh i'll tell you what joel i was looking at that next yeah i thought you might have been so i was was like it one of us was gonna take it out like next so i've uh <clears throat> Pardon me. I've taken a bullet for uh, well, for ukulele. You didn't take the bullet. You put the bullet in ukulele. Yeah. Well, I took it and then put it in my gun and then put and it then into fired. Okay. All right. Ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the way I'm looking at it. Um. Yeah. Look. I mean, it sucks because it is it is just banjo kazooie, but like for better or worse, it is just banjo kazooie. Um. I think we were more. Well, obviously, we were more open to the way that you, uh, things like Banjo Kazooie played when they were released because they were a product of their time. And now we're, we're spoiled for how 3D platformers should control and how they should play. Um, that the charm and nostalgia factor couldn't win us over alone. Um, which is sad. It is. And like, here's the thing. I, we, we've summarized it pretty good in our previous episodes where we talked about it, but it was it was a game that sort of was like, hey, remember Banjo-Kazooie? And we were all like, yeah. And it was kind of like, I'm that. Exactly as you remember it. I'm like, uh, yep. there have been improvements to a lot of things that this game does. Yeah. And I don't know if like if it was in, like in totally intentional to keep it that way or if they just didn't have... I don't want to say the talent, but like they just decided not to put in a lot of the more modern stuff. I don't know if that's the yeah. case, but I feel like maybe they, they sort of stuck to what they knew. Yeah. And, and, and that sort of impeded them a little bit. And I, I can only hope that like going forward, Platonic use this to sort of step back and look at like re- assess what they need to sort of make about whatever the next thing that they, they come up with is. And if we could start like with a, working camera that would be great yeah yeah it's um yeah. like i know it's been uh, sort of polished and fixed a bit for the switch version and apparently it is among the better versions of ukulele but i just have no drive to go back to it i just don't yeah i feel the same like i just i mean it's just it's a shame because i i mean we, we both backed it on kickstarter because it was like fuck yeah like and i think it was one of those instances of nostalgia getting the better of of us and a lot of people. Um, well, even, and it's not to say that I'm, yeah. 
even the toy box demo when that came out when I backed it I really it was fun it had promise I just didn't think the game like like again it's been fixed now but the launch version I played I didn't think it would be as rough as some of the stuff in the toy box felt when I was just like oh this is the demo it's okay like a lot of us will get sort of polished and granted some of it did but the game was still it just wasn't it wasn't everything I had hoped for maybe that's all that's partially on me but yeah, just not didn't yeah. bring any real new ideas to the table, and that just hurt it in the long run. It did, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, so ukulele is our next casualty of uh, of the the Kill Your Babies twenty seventeen. Oh, ukulele, uh, which uh, leaves it to you, Kyron. So right, all next already, Joel. It's 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 getting harder. Like looking at what's left. Oh yeah, yeah. They were the easy ones. Like (laughs) next, I'm gonna kill Middle Earth Shadow of War. Yep. Now I figured as much. It's a it's a fun game. What I've played Mm -hmm. of it is has been very fun. It's fun for the same reasons I liked Shadow of Mordor, but I can't keep. I can't help. I can't shake like that looming storm cloud that is the loot box marketplace economy that the game runs on and yeah. how it diminishes the value of these really cool orcs I'm finding in the world. Cause I'm like, man, this orc is really cool, but I, I don't know. I could have bought a loot box and gotten a bunch of legendaries and epics. Cause now they've got like a rarity table and oh, of course they're yeah. going to die and you're going to want to replace them. And I've heard the end game is very grindy and essentially demands that you have a lot of very strong orcs to to reach the true ending which isn't to say that you have to purchase loot boxes but it is easier if you do and that just flat out sucks that's what makes it the most obnoxious thing about it is that like they're they're basically saying you don't have to do it but they're there and it's like well of course i'm gonna like look at them and maybe potentially buy them they yeah it's like saying it's like saying to like a fucking drug addict is like putting a pile of drugs in front of him and is going, You don't have to do them. Of course they're gonna fucking do them. Like well, especially to this thing. Especially because it ties again, the the it sort of plays into the true ending. Like getting there naturally Yeah. Just feels like a grind and that's I don't know. Don't do that is was mm. would be a good place to start. Just don't have that happen. Locking and... resolution but like, but like to your story behind something like this is so on the nose. Yeah, in a way that basically again, it doesn't out would out openly go, "Hey, buy loot boxes to get to be a true ending." It just sort of nudges you that way and just tries yep. to wear you down. That sucks. Yeah. It also gets kicked off because I still just don't care about so much of what this does to Tolkien's world. I just don't. I just yep, don't no care. Fair Why is Sheila the lady? Wouldn't it be cool to work with a giant talking spider? I bet that the game ends with me killing Sauron. I don't know for sure, but it's staging that, and I don't care, and I just don't care. I don't care about the Tolkien stuff, but boy, is it fun cutting up orcs and getting, like, 100-hit combos and fighting 30 Urukai at once and all that other stuff. Like, but, yeah, it's gone. I mean, it's that- dead. That is that is why we play video games, I guess. It is, is. for the video games aspect. But uh, yeah, if it's yeah, something like this situation where it is a it's a franchise that, and a, a property that you adore, 
and just doesn't do any service to it, then it's like, well, okay. It's going to get that big old X next to it. So, it absolutely uh, is. It is gone. Okay. Okay, it's gone. Um, all right. I'm going to knock off Battle Chef Brigade. Joel. Yeah, I am. I didn't see that coming. I, I look... It's almost a mercy killing because I knew it was. I know it's not going to last, and there are other things in here that I would. There's one other game in particular that I wanted to get rid of probably beforehand, but I just I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe next, but um, foreshadowing. Yeah, look, this was I, I in a year where we had so much to choose from. This was this stood out as being super unique and mishmashed a whole bunch of different genres together in a way that actually worked and worked well. And uh, I haven't finished it yet. I need to go back to it. I've got a couple of chapters left to play. Um, Cause I basically finished the main girl storyline and then I went back in time to play through as one of the other characters. So I'm like, okay, I want to see how this plays out. Um, but yeah, I look, it's, it's definitely worth your time. If you own a switch, if you're interested in any of those types of things, you should definitely check it out. Um, I just think, it's hard to say like why I wanted to get rid of it. I just feel like it's not as holding up to uh, the caliber, I guess, of some of the other things on this list. Um, it's a, it's a ridiculous list. It is. It's nuts. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a very good game. I mean, it was in my top ten. It was in my top ten, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why was. I. Re- that's how, honestly how I remembered it. I yeah. Like, so. It's yeah. I, I I am sad to see it go because I adore it. It is very very, very very jolly and very very charming game. But Battle Chef Brigade, uh, you, you served me well. Um, that's all. That's all I got to say about that one. You you did it justice, Joel. You did. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's all on you. All on you now. You know what, Joel? Let's let's get a bit brutal here. Oh, okay. I am killing Splatoon 2. Ooh, that's a deep cut. Yeah, it's... a deep one. So, here's the thing about Splatoon 2. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. I don't think it does enough different from Splatoon 1 to really justify having a 2 next to its name, if, if that makes sense. Like, it's got... Agreed. It's got the story mode, which is basically the same as the first one. A yep. lot of the like multiplayer is basically the same, which again is, is nothing inherently wrong with that. The only really new thing it brought to the table was that salmon mode. Salmon but, run? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Run. But you can only play that when Nintendo says so. And granted yep. they've gotten better with the times for that, but that's still just sort of a little bit bullshit. Uh, and yeah, I just don't know. I just, I don't think we should be called Splatoon 2. That's for sure. I honestly, I expect more out of a game when it sticks a number next to it, like if it's a, a sequel like yeah. that. And this just need, did, like, didn't sort of add that much. You expect innovation, I guess, to some degree. Like and it, this honestly could have just been like Splatoon Deluxe, similar to how Mario Kart 8 yep. was. Like it just Absolutely, feels... Yeah. That's what it felt like. No, I agree. Um, I I dropped off pretty quickly with it, unfortunately. Um, but I did play a lot more. I did play, I think, probably more of it than I did Splatoon 1. See, I was but, the opposite. I played a lot of Splatoon okay. 1. Yeah, see, I didn't. Um, and, I, I mean, yeah, it's... it's. 
Definitely, if you're interested in like, if you just picked up a Switch and you didn't have a Wii U and you never played Splatoon, it's it's a staple for the for the system. Like almost, it's like it's it's a game I would recommend to people if you've never played it before because it is, it's Nintendo doing an online shooter and putting their own unique family friendly spin on it. And oh yeah, doing and it, it works. Well. <laughs> yeah, it works well. But yeah, I I you're right. It doesn't do enough to to really change the game up uh, all that much, which is a shame. Goodbye, Splatoon 2. Goodbye, Splatoon. Okay. You want to get brutal? Now, now you might not hate me as much as oh, I, I know someone I, else might hate, us, hate I, me for saying this. I know what you're picking. Yeah, you know what I'm picking. Um, I'm taking off Pyre. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. When you said that, when you said it wouldn't be me, but it would offend, but it might be others, like... Mm. Knowing how you feel about Pyre, I could I could almost see your eyes looking at it. Yeah, it. Look, let's put it this way: it was it, not maybe not as bad because I, I think it's, it's better than than this other game. But it's the inside of 2017 for me because oh. I had real problems with inside. I did not like that game, and Pyre, I'm the same. Like I just, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It just didn't click with me. Like it was, it was fine. It was very. It's really like overly complex for what it's trying to say, um, and like sometimes I appreciate that, but I just didn't care enough personally to to continue with it. Uh, and look, I know a lot of people love it. And look, Josh, I am so sorry, Josh from OK Games. I am so sorry for this. Um, we had coffee with him over <laughs> over Christmas, and uh, I brought up the fact that I wasn't a huge fan of it, and he was. Disappointed to say the least. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I also haven't really gotten into a super giant game before. Is it super giant? Yeah, super, super giant. Super giant. Super, yeah. super giant. Super massive is another company. I'm pretty sure. Super massive is the one that does um, hidden agenda and until dawn. Yes, yes, yeah. that's them. I know which ones do which, but I don't know which <laughs> one is which. Like I know that they the, the things that they make. That um, should, I, that, yes. like knowing that should lead you to the other knowledge though. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Really should. I'll get there one day. Um, yeah, I've never really gotten into them. I've never played Bastion, and I've played very little of Transistor. So, um, look, I like what they're trying to do, and I appreciate what they are trying to do, and I appreciate that people enjoy that because there is things there to be enjoyed. It is gorgeous to look at. I say, the music yeah, is uh, stunning. Those are the um, two things. Like the art style is just so good, and that soundtrack absolutely. just is a pleasure for the ears to listen oh, yeah. to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I also have played some Pyre. I have not finished yep. it. I haven't been right. as compelled to go back to finish it as I was Transistor, which I couldn't put down. But yeah, I, I enjoy it and it's gorgeous and it sounds good, but it's okay, Joel. I don't hate you for taking this off the list. Uh, that's okay. I, it, it, in terms of the game, it, it's very samey. Um, I don't think it does enough to sort of... And I think that's, that that's probably contributes to the fact of why... For me personally, I wasn't driven to finish it. Um, and when I got to the part where where you basically you basically got to do it all again, I was like, "No, I don't. No, I don't want to." And so that was the point where I was like, "I'm done. I'm I uninstalled it. I'm I'm good." So sorry, Josh. Sorry, Supergiant. Pyre is gone. Oh, brutal. We've we've, we've extinguished that flame. Oh. Because it's a pyre. That's... I get it. I get it. Yep. 
I see what you've done. Yeah. Anyway, that's my first brutal one. (laughs) Uh, Gets harder every game we kill, Joel. It really does. I know. It really does. Um, Next, I'm going to kill... I'm going to kill Snake Pass. Yep, fair enough. I, I was going to kill it a couple of times. The last couple I've been like, oh, do I? No, I'll leave it for a bit. Snake Fast is a, it's a charming little, pla- like, I guess, I guess platform is the best way to describe it. And what I yeah. will say about it is it is like, it's the opposite of ukulele, if that makes sense. Yeah. It does new things while also sort of like, you still have plenty of collectibles to collect but the movement is so unique to the point where there's quite a learning Absolutely. curve when you start playing this game. Yeah. Like you, you won't pick it up and master it immediately. You've got to really sort of get to know the controls, but in a way I really appreciated that. And the, the, the very little that I played of it when you, when you were down visiting and you were like, yeah, check out snake pass, which was great. Cause you were just like, I'll just put your switch into your dock, my, my switch into your dock. And I was like, Oh yeah, we can do that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's for future. Um, that's fucking best. Uh, and I had to go at it at like for, you know for like an hour or so, and it's like nothing I've really played in terms of like the way it controls. It's very unique, and very interesting. Yeah, uh, like I said, so there is that learning curve to it. It's really cool, and it just has a killer soundtrack. Oh, mm. Mm. very colorful, and it like you said before as well. It leans into that nostalgia that ukulele was trying to do with, with Banjo Kazooie, but it does it right. Like it's, it's just the right amount. Like everything looks familiar and feels familiar and sounds familiar. It's just that the actual gameplay is something completely unique, which is cool. It has, it has something new to bring to the table, which I just ukulele didn't feel like it had. And that's why, yeah, I love snake pass. I do. Yep. Uh, I need to buy it. I need to. I need to play more of it. Play yeah, definitely, it. definitely look into this game on Switch or like any platform mm. really. But like on Switch I, in particular, I really enjoyed it. Mm. But yeah, but unfortunately now it's dead because it's gone. This this list is insane, and like we're getting to a point where it's like I love this game, but all this other stuff. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to pick off like e- easy-ish <laughs> ones now. The strikers, I mean, yeah, basically the ones that I really like still, but like, yeah, it's they're they're not gonna hold up to some of the other games, uh, which is why I'm going with Steam World Dig Two. Oh, I actually didn't think this would go this early, Joel. Yeah, I I didn't think so either, but like, I, I don't feel like getting super nasty just yet. So I that that's the next logical step for me. Um. You're too nice, John. Man, You're just too nice. I, I am. I'm too much of a nice person. Steam World Dig 2 is a very good game. Um, it is well worth your time. Uh, I'm a big fan of... Uh, well, a, a big enough fan of the of the Steam World series. I've played... I played all of Dig 1. I finished Dig 1. Um, I played a fair bit of Heist, which is really cool. I mean, it was a turn-based strategy game that actually I was not too bad at and it sort of sucked me in did that just come to switch as well i think it did yeah it did like the last week yeah Um, i might revisit that because i've got it for the vita maybe i'll see how i go um and and steamboat dig 2 took everything that dig 1 did and just did it better and added some really cool stuff to it 
the game is gorgeous. It sounds great. It's fun to play. Uh, maneuvering around was less frustrating than it was in the first one. It felt less punishing. It felt the right. So that's good to hear. Because the first one, I remember getting pretty annoyed at playing it sometimes, which you never want for yep. a video game. Yeah, it's got that whole risk reward thing going for it, which is good. You need that in a game like this. It's 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 what it's like. Its entire game is based. The gameplay is based around it. Absolutely, I uh, agree completely. Which is awesome, but uh, in this one, it feels less punishing. You can you've got more tools uh, at your disposal to sort of like traverse the uh, the, the areas. And uh, it does some really cool things as well. It ties into the SteamWorld franchise. It just ties those games together uh, in, a really, in some really cool ways. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. It's got some really funny writing as well. There was a couple of I got a couple of chuckles out of it as well. Um, and really satisfying combat. Uh, and just breaking bricks is always fun. If you get breaking bricks down in a, in a game like this, like a, like a crafting game or something like that. You, you're doing the right thing. Like that, that needs to feel good, and it does feel good in SteamWorld Dig Two. But um, again, I just I don't feel it holds up to some of the other titles on offer in this list. It's a crazy list that I've played personally. Anyway, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, 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 okay. I'm all going. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna kill Assassin's Creed Origin. Was in my target. Was in my was in my crosshairs. In your crosshairs? Well, it's gone now, Joel. And it's funny because I'm killing this despite the fact that it is a very good game. Like Assassin's Creed has been rewarded for having its year mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not perfect. It still has issues, but overall, it's probably the, the best one since black flag i guess is the best way to put it right yeah combat going more dark soulsy slash like taking inspiration from some of zelda's like inventory stuff was probably a good idea it may not sure. land every time like it's not completely successful 100 percent of the time but for the most part it's more it's interesting uh but there's, honestly, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to an assassin's creed game like yeah so for, for it to do some things really well is a is a is an achievement i guess yeah absolutely like the game was on my radar at the gate just because like the egyptian setting is very cool and having seen a bit of it played and having a tool around myself it has a very cool hallucination mechanic when you go into the desert and stay there for too long and it's just it's little things like that that make me go holy crap this is a very good game but unfortunately now it's dead Oh, bye, Assassin's Ubisoft. Creed. Ubisoft, please take note. It's okay to have a year off. It's okay to take time off and make a better Assassin's Creed game. You will be rewarded. I promise you. I will. I will. I am championing this as well. I just. I. I am at the forefront of the of the movement of the Ubisoft have turned a new new leaf. Let's I hope feel. it stays this way. I hope so too. Because I mean, things like Watch Dogs Two was fucking so much fun to play that game is so good um and he's definitely like if you like like any kind of open world game um and you like the idea of Watch Dogs 1 but didn't like Watch Dogs 1 which is most people I'm sure um, yeah because Watch Dogs 1 is fucking garbage fire um and yeah like 2 was amazing that was the point where I was like huh 
Ubisoft, you're doing all right. And then, like, last year, they had a couple of really good games. They had a great presence at E3. They, their conference was probably my favorite of the three of the of the, of the, the ones we saw. Just because it was... Yeah, yeah. It was so jolly and so... I don't know, emotional. There was, there was some really great moments that came out of it. And I, 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 I sort of started developing a bit of a soft spot for Ubisoft, which is good. I mean, that's I mean, what they wanted have... you. They wanted you to do this, but... They exactly, did a good job yeah. of doing it, so good on them. Absolutely, and I mean we've got we've got EA as the big bad now, so we don't need we don't yeah need EA soft anymore. EA are the primary antagonist of 2017. Yeah, of video games at the moment, they're the Donald Trump of video games. <laughs> oh jeez, they're pretty. Hey. Bit, they're look, they're pretty inept. I'll give it that, but and they know. haven't learned from anything that they've done anyway. Let's no, but we're not doing we're, politics. We're, we're not doing we're not doing politics. <laughs> we don't do politics. Um. Cool. Is that me? Yeah, now it's your turn. You've got to you've got to kill oh, something, shit. Joel. You've got to do a murder. Okay. Okay. All right. You're sweating, Joel. I am. I am because I've got ones that I could take off, but Joel, it's unfair. Blood will I be drawn. Blood I will be drawn. I haven't played them. All right. All right. Talk to me about. Fire Emblem, the both both the Fire Emblem games. Which one? Talk which one in particular? Like, if you are asking me to pick which one, I know which one should be kicked, and it should be pretty clear which one should be kicked. Yeah, I think it's probably Warriors, right? Absolutely. Out of yeah. the two, yes. Like yeah. Warriors uh, yep. is a, it's a good game, but as far as Warriors games go, it's it's disappointing given how okay. how. It's so hard because, like, the Warriors games are what they are. You know, they wear what they are on their sleeve, and they yep. don't really expect, or they're not really expected to do more. But recently, we've had High War Warriors, which was incredible. It was yeah. a really, it was a fun love letter to Zelda, and so much care went into that game. And then also it was like that great fan fiction kind of vibe to it, uh, which is yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they had Attack on Titan, which was. Of course. Underneath all those new mechanics and how the game ultimately played, it was a, a Muso, a Warriors game, but it was mm-hmm. so it was so interesting and fun to play. And then you get Fire Emblem Warriors, which look, it's fun, but there's something to be said for how they based the roster on the most recent games okay. and ignored a lot of the franchise's legacy, which was it just feels so obvious to me, right? Yep. that you've you've got like 20, 30 years of Fire Emblem and you sort of pick from the last three games and a couple from like the original NES title. I don't know. That just feels weird. That's, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit shallow, I guess. Yeah, it does like, it does have some interesting mechanics game-wise that sort of set it apart. Like it does honor some of Fire Emblem's roots in a fun way. Like you can control multiple characters you can pair them up as like a duo like you would do in a fire emblem game they have bonds they can strengthen and all that but the story is so shallow the dialogue is pretty weak the game itself looks okay but it's clearly held back by running on 3ds as well and yeah Yeah. look if that's what you wanted to hear joel out of the two then yeah that's the one to go yep done done i because i couldn't i couldn't uh comment on it without playing it or having any sort of allegiance to the Fire Emblem franchise. So it's uh, look, yeah. there's still fun to be had there, but honestly, there are, there are better Warriors games out there to play as well. Heck, right. 
Attack on Titan two comes out next month, and I mean, you know, in March, and that's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You're gonna hear me talk up. about that a lot in March. I've got to catch up. I've got to watch season two so I can. It's I real can short, dude. It's like twelve episodes. All right, now I'm gonna fucking do it. All right, I'm gonna do it. Oh, okay. All right, I gotta. You know, I gotta up. kill something. You're up. Mm, okay. Oh god, damn it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I am going to kill a game. Honestly, on the unfortunate basis that I think there's a better a game that does the genre in a way I enjoyed more. Okay. And I'm going to kill Evil Within 2. Oh, no. So, Evil Within 2 was actually a game that didn't quite make the cut in my in my GoDi list, which is a shame, because it is a very cool game, and it, it writes a lot of wrongs that I was just shaking my head at from the first Evil Within. Mm-hmm. By giving, it gives you bigger areas to explore. I really enjoyed the Silent Hill vibes of some of the zones where you'd sort of, you would get to know the streets and be like, okay, I know the street is okay to go down. And I said, like with that Silent Hill shaped hole in my heart, it was sort of nice to have that back. Uh, yeah. There was the gunplay also felt way better. The whole thing was just sort of streamlined, but there was some stuff with the story that I just sort of didn't get or care for. And there was okay. like, especially how the protagonist goes into this, knowing exactly what he's getting into and then in the world is like, whoa, what's happening? I'm like, dude, you went through the first Evil Within and <laughs> willingly stepped back into what is essentially the horror matrix for the second game. Yep. You you should know, you know, what's going to happen, dude. Come on. Yeah. Um, and it, but also, like, it, in terms of, like, positives, it followed the, uh, that patented Bethesda announced release within, like, six months uh, schedule as well. Like... Oh yeah, it got like, what? announced officially at E3, and it came out, and it fucking Halloween wasn't it? Or was it Friday yeah, thirteenth? It, it dropped literally on Friday the thirteenth, and that was yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was so good in October as well. It was very very good timing. Um, like, if you've got a horror game and you're coming out the year when October has Friday the thirteenth, you've just got to take it. You cannot pass yep. that up. Fuck yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like, it's a very good game. It plays really well, and if you're looking for a good action horror, it's probably the better one to choose. But okay. yeah, like there's another game on here that just did horror in a way that I enjoyed a lot more. Okay. And also just did more things that were sort of new for that series as opposed to Evil Within 2, which as good as it was, there were parts of it where I was kind of like, yeah, look, this was an Evil Within 1. A lot of this is sort of the same. And it's, it, feel, it sort of feels like a, a bad way to hamstring a game, but when you're looking at a list this good, I, I really, those are the sort of things Absolutely. I like to look at. And yeah, sorry, Evil Within 2. I do like, I do like you though. Don't hate me. You gotta get, you gotta get into the nitty gritty. That's the, that's the sad part. Gotta get down in the mud. Oh yeah. All right. Speaking of mud, I don't know. The, I can't link that. I can't say <laughs> that. Um, I'm gonna get rid of Neo. Oh, yep. I'm oh sorry, Karen. I've got to get rid of the Soulsborne, the, the Souls game, oh, the pseudo so, Souls game. It's so much more than just a Souls game. I know, I know, and I I feel bad because I haven't played enough of it. Like I played oh. like a fair bit of the beta, and I really liked it. Oh. But I just I, the thing that really turned me off from actually buying it was hearing how long, and okay. it, it seemed like it was very drawn out. 
Yeah, uh, look, the game is long. It does have, in my opinion, have some issues with how it artificially elongates itself by making you replay certain like levels. I do get that. That's a legitimate complaint. Yep. No, that and that's that's. But I think it does a lot of things really well. I like the fact that it had like the, the different stances and like the setting. Obviously, like feudal Japan was really cool. Some of the enemy enemy designs were fucking super gnarly and and really cool. And this uh, is the only game that that claims to be a Souls like. But I am like, yes, this is a Souls like game. It has the the trappings of what makes the the Souls series popular. Yeah, but it it has so many cool new things. Like you said, the stances the stances are rad. Yeah, the it's weapons, cool. It has this extra element that you have to think about at all times. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it makes every every move you make so much more important because you've got to consider mm-hmm. like high, medium, low. With every different weapon type, there's different sort of move sets that change based on that. And yeah, the, the feudal Japanese sort of setting lends some really interesting enemy and especially boss designs. Yeah. And it yeah, but it does have that issue of it being too long. It also has an issue of sort of having loot saturation because it's sort of a of little course. bit Diablo like in its loot, but it doesn't yeah. work in a game like this. There was just no. too much and I would be like, nope, I'm just gonna throw all this out because I picked up like fifty I picked up fifty katanas and I'm not looking at them. I'm just not going to. And that's it. Like that the the reason why it's so good in like those Soulsborne games is because Getting a new weapon is like a special moment because there's you know there's only going to be like twelve in the entire game. You're thinking more so like Bloodborne, but oh well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, but yeah, like it, even still, like having like making the choice to commit to a new weapon is a big step. It's a big commitment, and this is it sort of felt like yeah, very Diablo Borderlandsy like. Oh, cool! Got a new one. Oh, just throwing them away, and it just it doesn't have any weight to it, and it should yeah. in a game like that. Your your weapon is like your like part of you, so that should feel special. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. Like mm. that's one of the things that I why I didn't like having so much loot. It just took away from how how cool some of the weapons felt. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, I, I every time I think about it, I'm like, maybe I should give Neo another go, and I'm like, no, I don't have like a hundred thousand hours to put towards it, um, and I just know I'm not going to finish it. Like, so I'm like, there's no point me buying it and not finish, knowing I'm not going to finish it. Which is, I get why people like, you know, I you know, playing games to enjoy them, not to finish them. That's great. I just have like a completionisty kind of thing. I'd like to see if I'm going to start something, I like to have the intention of seeing it through to the end, or, or credits at least. Um, yeah, it, it takes a while to reach credits in Neo, especially if you count in all the dying you'll be doing against some of those. Like it's a, it is a hard game, and I say that as someone who has sort of gone through and like gotten the platinums in like Dark Souls one, two, and three, and Bloodborne. Like this game exactly. will make you sweat. So yeah, it's uh, it's tense, but I'm sorry, Neo. Uh, it is your time. Well, Joel, if we're gonna roll the punches. Next okay. one I'm going to kill is Uncharted. Uh, yep, the Lost right. Legacy. Nope. nope, fair enough. That's yep, that's fine. It's Mostly fine. because again, as cool as it is as a game, it sort of is just more Uncharted, which Absolutely. is fine. You know, Naughty Dog yeah. are good at what they do. Yep, but I, for the most part, I was still sort of crouching behind chest high walls and shooting guys mm-hmm. in like 
in black military getup. And yep. there's only so much you can do with that. As cool as yeah, all the absolutely. in-between stuff with the characters and the story and the setting and the gorgeous visuals were, like, oh yeah, gameplay just didn't do anything for me. Two things like that stood out about it for me is that uh, the open world stuff was really good. I'd like to see more of it. Obviously, we saw a little bit of it in Uncharted 4, but... Um, I think Last of Us Part 2 is going to have a lot of big open areas. I think so, and I'm very excited for that, because I think Naughty Dog have sort of realized, okay, we can do this. As long as we, they set constraints, like they set like boundaries, they're not just like trying to make the big, world's biggest open world game, because that, that, no one should do that, because that, that's just a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah, but yeah, having these constraints where it's like, here's an open area, you can explore, there's stuff in there, there's rewards for exploring, um, and like handy rewards that I like play into the game, um, and also tie into the lore. It I I really like what I played of it. You're right; it's more Uncharted. Um, but I think the best thing to come out of Uncharted: The Lost Legacy is the fact that it, it is actual proof that the Uncharted franchise can carry on without the Drake family, or without Nathan Drake. Anyway, absolutely. Like this. If nothing else, this game proved to me that I would be okay with like every few years if Naughty Dog was like, hey, here's our little Uncharted adventure. I'd be like, yep. heck yeah. Because here's the thing. I also preferred the length of this game versus how long yeah. some of the other Uncharted's can feel. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah. I think this was just the right length to sit down and like blow through in a couple of days if you wanted to. It is, it is little... literally like a, an eight or nine hour movie you just play. And that's great. Yeah. But yeah, like in 2017, best... it's not enough. Some of the best, like, performances in the game, like, just how natural some of the, the things that... Some of the scenes in that, that game are, uh, down to the point where, like, one of the scenes is, like, completely improvised almost. Like, there was a moment that happens in a specific scene, like, right at the end of the game, was completely improvised because of something that happened to the actual character actors between uh, Troy Baker and... and um, um, fuck. Fuck. Which one are you thinking? Claudia Black uh, or... Yeah, Claudia Black and... How are you forgetting Laura Bailey? I, Laura Bailey. I just had a mental fucking blank. How could you forget Laura Bailey? And then she's Rese. She's... Oh, she's her. more than just Rese, but yes, she is also Rese. She's Rese. She's as importantly, she's Rese. Um, and she's she's so many characters, Joel. She's so she's many so characters. Many characters, yeah. But also Rese. She's so good. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's fair. That's a... That's a it hurts me, but we move on. It's again, like from here forward, like nearly every single kill is personal. Yeah, yeah, it's nitty gritty. There's a few like super personal ones towards you. That There's don't one that I'm me. surprised is still on there still, but I it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the one that's gonna go next. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna nominate Prey for for death. Um, yeah, yeah. I keep every time I say something, I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to pick this game," and then I go in, I'm like, oh, "I feel really bad," and I'm like, "Fuck, is Prey still doing there?" Yeah, um, Prey's just hanging out between Pyre and Mass Effect, just going, "I hope no one sees me." I played, I played, um, yeah, in between two games that I didn't enjoy. Um, look, I played the the free, like, opening demo of it. I guess that let you play like a lot of the game, or the first part of the game give you a bit of a taste for it. It's good. It feels like it felt a little bit like Bioshock with some interesting mechanics, but I didn't, 
I thought I felt compelled to go and buy it and play more, but it turns out that I didn't. And it's another one of those games I look at and I'm like, I just don't, yeah, I don't have the investment all the time to invest into it. I don't really care. So It's fair. Mm. It's it's a cool game in a sense that it sort of lets you enjoy the now long gone era of like the system shock and all that, where you sort of have yeah. this space, you can explore it relatively freely. There's a lot of things you can do to sort of mess with the environment to reach areas that maybe you shouldn't be going into. And it's sort of, it's cool to have that in there, but honestly, there yeah. are games that sort of mess with that and do it a bit better, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. And and that's rad, and it's got a really good soundtrack. That's going to come up a lot with a lot of these games we bring up. Like, yep. the soundtrack to Prey by Mick Gordon is on Spotify, and I highly recommend it because it is a good listen. I was going to uh, say, it's pretty much anything that Mick Gordon does. Yeah, Mick Gordon like, just makes good stuff. And he can't make a bad soundtrack. That guy's fucking incredible. For me, where I really fell off the bat with like the wagon with Prey was the back end of the game is it just feels like too much like the 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 space station you're on gets populated by some really powerful enemies and there's a couple of areas in particular that's sort of a nightmare to backtrack through mm-hmm. and it just sort of ultimately gets a little bit tedious and the ending i'm not crazy about but i think yeah. we're trying to we're, we're mostly trying to keep this spoiler free but i think so yeah we were pretty we were pretty spoiler in our goatee list, so we'll do better this time. We'll we'll, we'll go yeah. spoiler free. You know how yeah, you feel we, we feel about the spoiler games we talk about. Yeah, exactly. And like if we if we do want to if 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 it's a, a particular point about a spoiler in a game that we want to talk about, we'll give you a heads up. But yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending to this game, no thank you, honestly. Which yeah, sucks because from what I heard, it, yeah, that was the other thing that turned me off. I was like, ah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, which is cool because I this. There's one little thing that I really want to praise this game for, and it's a really simple thing. A thing that, that, that so many games could do. So mm-hmm. many. When you start the game, you start it up, you start your get unit game, you pick, Joel, you pick male or female yep. main character. Like, holy crap, it's so simple. Granted, yep. it's a bit different if you get if your game's kind of like full-blown cutscenes, but it was just cool that I could pick a female character and the story just continued as normal. Like in the yep. cutscenes where my character spoke female voice actor did the voicing and it was just like bam no, like, yes more of that please thank you Prey Mass Effect Andromeda did it Karen yeah it did but, and like but you sort of expected that but this is yeah it's true this yeah. is more of this a is... like RPGs do that but this is like a first person shooter adventure game where mm-hmm. yeah. they didn't have to do it it was just a really neat thing that they let you do it's cool too that like your your like the, the, the person like the, the, the sex the gender you didn't choose is still in the story essentially as well. Yeah, yeah. it's your sibling, so it's like, oh, they're still there. So that that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, pray. <laughs> Goodbye, pray again. I'm surprised you you hid. You, yeah, you nuzzled in there quite comfortably. Yeah, much like the mimics, which is what I was going to bring up. They are one of the most terrifying oh. things of 2017. Yeah, um, but actually, thank you for bringing. Thank you for reminding me of the mimics yeah. because there were so many moments in pray where I just. When I would enter a room, I would not know if I was safe or not. Yep, because you cool. don't know. They could, they could literally be anything, and it, that's what was cool about that, that, that made it more terrifying. And, and also just the, the little the little ways that you improved your character, like you could you could use the stuff from Mimics to improve abilities, but as a result, I'm pretty sure they would be more aware of your presence, and they would track you down more frequently. 
So like little things like that were really cool, but the back end of the game just didn't do anything for me. It seems like a karma scale that sort of made sense as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's cool. All right. Sorry, Prey. You're done, though. It's getting real hard now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's getting really not, not fun and not nice, and I don't like it. I'm glad you're picking this turn. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at all this stuff that's left. <laughs> I know. Oh. It's coming down to me for literally things that I just haven't played much of or at all. That's, 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 what I'm, that's the point I'm at at the moment. Okay. You know what? I'll be the one to do it. I'm going to kill Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia. I couldn't kill both of them, Kyron. I couldn't be that <laughs> nasty. I couldn't just be like, both Fire Emblems, get the fuck out of here. I wasn't going to do that. All right, so, I'm glad I got to live a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Warriors definitely deserve to go first because Echoes is... So it's a remake of Fire Emblem, oh God, three? Go, two, go. two or three. One of the... Yeah, two I think was Gaiden, so I think it's two. Gaiden. Uh, either way, it's a remake of an old NES Fire Emblem, but you can't really play officially localized in English. Like, it's just impossible. Also, yep. it's the NES version, so it's impossibly obscure and difficult for because it was early in it's the franchise's lifespan, and so much has been yeah. added. And it's just it's the very, best way to experience that story for starters. It's a very like, similar story for uh, to another game that's on this list as well. Yes, it absolutely is. In terms of yeah, in terms of the fact that it 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 it, you, it, it exists already and it's a remake of something, but it it um it's probably the best version that you could play and the most accessible version. Definitely. Mm. Uh it, it like you can sort of tell it is a filler fire emblem game because we did just have Fates I think last year or the year before and no the year before last year, because now we are in the future or the present. This year, we're supposedly getting a new Fire Emblem, which presumably will be the next Awakening slash Fates sort of main entry. And this one sort of just held up the, like held the banner and go, hey, Fire Emblem's still a thing on 3DS, guys. And it did a really good job. There yeah. were sort of little things I liked, like adding the dungeon crawling aspect was interesting. And I kind of hope they play with that a bit more in the Switch game that comes out that was the thing that sort of interested me the most i was like okay all right so there's other elements to this that's kind of yeah so there are little things i hope that sort of i hope that the reason they decided to remake this is because they're going hey we could put this in a new fire emblem game and i'm like yes please do like have fun play with that because i'm so excited for what fire emblem switch can be especially if it takes notes from some of the stuff that the series just ignored after Gaiden and just forgot about. And yeah. yeah, it's a good game. Like, honestly, if you haven't played a Fire Emblem, it's a good one to sort of jump into, but maybe wait for the Switch version because it'll probably be even better. Yep. But I'm sorry to see you go, Shadows of Valencia. I really enjoyed you this year, last year, 2017. I didn't I didn't have the heart to do it, so... <laughs> um, okay. Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Oh. <laughs> I do. And it's just because I haven't played it and it... All right. I see it. I, I, it's fine. It's fine. I, look, I, I know. I, I know. I know. But 
you said it yourself. It felt like, and this for you specifically was a, uh, almost a positive, but the fact that it felt like uh, uh, a a quote unquote classic JRPG, where it was sort of felt a little clunky, it felt a little uh, rough around the edges, and I feel like that's the thing because I keep looking at it, going maybe I should give it a go, but I'm like I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get into it. So. I, I just, it comes down to like a personal choice thing, I oh. guess. And, I, tell you what, but, I tell you what, Joel, yeah. before we recorded this, I posted a tweet because I've been playing a lot of it over the last couple of weeks, trying to okay. get closer to completion. And I tell you what, if I'd been able to finish this game, it probably would have shaken up my game of the year list considerably. Because oh. I'm really, the more I get into it, the more I spend, what time I spend in the world with these characters, with the, the combat and... Oh, and the music again, soundtrack like this. This takes a fight to Nia and Persona Five for best soundtrack. Absolutely. Yeah. What I, I was watching you play it when I was back in Bendigo over Christmas, and yeah, the soundtrack. I was like, yeah, that's pretty damn good. Uh, a good soundtrack. Did some things. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's 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 super nitty gritty and really 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 like superficial reason it is also worth mentioning that it is it is a welcome return to form after again i didn't hate it completely but xenoblade chronicles x just wasn't up to scratch for xenoblade chronicles 1 and xenoblade chronicles 2 was more of a return to form for the series x was fun it was cool to have mechs but chronicles 2 is yeah it's better a better game still next still no mechs in 2 yet no, and I don't think like there's there's Max alluded to, but I don't think you're gonna get them. And you know what? I don't even care because the game's so good. Cool, awesome. Well, I'm very sorry for crushing dreams, but get used to it because it's gonna happen probably more. Oh, so. I know, Joel. Do you know when it continues? Yeah, it continues right now because <sighs> I'm killing Golf Story. Fuck! Fuck! I thought it was gonna last a little bit longer. No, Joel. Just a little bit. Just a little bit longer. Oh, Golf Story God. is a... It's a really cool game. Debut yep. game from Sidebar Games, an Australian indie studio. We were we were very excited for it when it came out. Uh, look, I was beside myself before it came out. I was fucking... Oh, it, was this, it was that I game that I sort game. of forgot about every time until I would see like a picture and go, oh yeah, that's still, that's still coming out. Eventually, one forgot. day... I would I would literally check Sidebar Games Twitter account like daily to see if they'd posted anything new. I'd be like, "Have you posted it? No, okay, cool." <laughs> and I, I was I was that hyped up for it. It lived up to the hype for me, but look, I really enjoyed my, enjoyed my time with it. I dropped off at the end because I just sure. sort of got over the last course and the mechanics and just <laughs> again one of my biggest problems with that game is just how fiddly and sen- overly sensitive like it is to aim at a particular part of a ball like it just yeah. no thank you please turn that yeah. sensitivity down yeah i know that you, you you're not wrong you're not wrong and um, again at, at, the, at the point of the list we're, we're reaching like it's starting to it's yeah. hard choices have to be made and for me golf story just didn't measure up that's a no it's a, that's a fair that's a fair stab um, Plus, you did just take Xenoblade from me, Joel. I so did. We're get, yeah, we're no, getting down to this now. It's getting personal. Um, 
No, look, I fucking adore this game. I love everything about it. I love the music. I love the characters. I love the art style. I love the gameplay itself. I love the fact that every problem in this world could be solved by hitting a golf ball at it. It's fucking... And you hey. can literally just drop a golf ball and hit it anywhere. Not not just golf balls. Oh, Sometimes, sorry. What was it called? It was like... Fly- oh, God. What do I call Frisbees? It wasn't Frisbees. It, uh, it wasn't discs. It was... It had a name. It was like air yeah. golf or something like that. It was something like, like no, this is clearly just a frisbee, but okay, whatever. Like, we, we live in a world where well, golf yeah. is king. Um, and there's like there was like drone disc golf pilot, yeah, disc, disc golf. golf. Yeah. That's it. That was his name. And then there was Frolf. Frolf and was awesome. Golf. Golf. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. But yeah, no, you know, like, like I said, it was a good game. Like I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I. When I looked at my calendar and said, I like my switch is like, hey, you played like 30 hours of this. I was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's, oh. it's easy to, to lose time in. Um, yeah. I look, Cyber Games, I just want to I just want to talk to you and just <laughs> just tell you how much I love you for what you did this year. What, what a debut game. Yeah, right. Right. They get, oh, all, man. God all eyes it. are on him for the next for the next project. I just realized there's a game. There's a game we didn't put in this list, but it would have gone early anyway, so it doesn't matter. What what game was that? Everybody's golf, but um, oh, yeah, golf story is the better of those two games. That would have gone first. Yeah. If you'd gone first, that would have gone first easily. Um, but yeah, no golf story. Uh, <sighs> goodbye, my Rest friend. Rest in peace, sweet prince. Goodbye, my friend. Alrighty. Getting personal now. <laughs> it is. Oh. What are you doing, Joel? It's what not. Look-, look, it's it's not. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's not personal because oh, no. it's just that I haven't had a chance to play this game. The Hellblade Center was sacrificed. <gasps> When, <laughs> when you said that, I thought for sure you were going to say Resident Evil, but you said Hellblade. No, look, I was going to, oh. earlier before, I was going to go with Resident Evil 7, but then you were talking about it while you were talking about Resident like, um, Evil Within, and I was like, oh no, that's, that's really good. I just, I, it does so many things well that I can tell, I just haven't experienced them yet, and it's. It's a stupid, superficial, personal reason for taking it off the list. And I feel fucking awful for it. Because, oh boy. It, yep. It's, oh. Hellblade is such a special little game. But again, absolutely go and pick it up. It's no longer on sale. But you know what? This game is worth full price for. Just to strap on some headphones and just experience it. It's, I don't know, like, it's, like, I've heard some people complain about the combat, and it hasn't really af- affected me yet at the point I'm at. I'm still really enjoying, like, getting into the combat, and, like, people are like, oh, but the enemies always get behind you. I'm like, yeah, but the voices, like, sort of let you know, and you're supposed to, I guess, listen to them and be like, oh, shit, I've got to dodge around and rechange who I'm locked onto. Yeah. And, like, again, there are rough edges on this game, but all the good that it does, I just, it just outshines it, like... Norse mythology, Celtic setting, incredible performance by the lead actress, and just I, the use of audio is unmatched I, by anything this year. 
I feel I feel that bad that I'm almost gonna when we finish recording go and buy it. Like I, that's how bad I feel about getting rid of it's, it. So it's so worth it. I, oh. I cannot stress it enough. Oh boy, I, I I'm sorry. It's just personal. If it's any consolation, it's really fucking hard from like even harder from here on out for me personally. Um, I feel like I've got I've almost got more horses in the race and more to lose at this point. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna hurt. So you know what? I'm killing. Mario and rabbits next. It's dead. That was very, that was very civil of you, Kyron. It means oh, look, that I, I, I was looking at something else, but we'll, we'll, I, we'll I, I got a feeling I know what it was <laughs> that you were looking at, and I was uh, very worried. Mario and rabbits is a good game. It's a very fun strategy game. First Mario strategy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, in my opinion, I, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed XCOM Two, which came out of like a year before this was released. Uh if, if there's anything at all weighing it down, it is those damn rabbits. But you know what? As yeah. far as rabbits go, this is probably my favorite appearance for them. Yeah, uh, I think they were handled really well and they were actually entertaining in some shapes and in some ways. Um, yeah. And the way they integrated them with, like, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom and the, the Nintendo franchises, the Nintendo properties that they had access to. Like, I, I'll never forget fucking... Donkey Kong Rabbit, like, oh, Rabid Donkey Kong, Kong. Rabbit was so good. Rabbit Kong was awesome, and it was a really interesting boss fight as well. Like the boss fights were, like the actual final boss fights were were really interesting and different. Um, they were essentially puzzles, like mini puzzles. Yeah, you did. exactly. The mid bosses can go fuck themselves. Oh yeah, the mid bosses were just straight up brutal, difficult, and they were just they were just they were just the bunch of fuck and i they like hurt them. my soul every single time i got to one of them yeah you know what good i'm glad this game no that's not true i really enjoyed <laughs> this game i need to go back to it and play more of it because it yeah. is just a really fun game hey ubisoft i hope you've like greenlit that sequel because i'm gonna need it within the next couple of years because oh it's you you better believe that game with the critical reception that it received and also like the public reception that it received and i can't imagine I, i'm fairly certain it sold well I'd be very surprised if it didn't sell at least like good, like so that 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 that's getting a sequel sometime soon. Oh yeah, and it also deserves a couple of special like the, like the the thumbs up for a couple of little potentially silly reasons. Uh, first of all, is like remember when it leaked, Joel, and all that promotional yeah. material was available. Yep. Like obviously, the the idea of a Mario and Rabbids game was known about for like a year beforehand, and everyone sort of went no that's never gonna happen and then the promotional stuff came out and people were like oh god it is gonna happen and it sounds terrible look at how they're gonna promote this game and then we got that incredible e3 reveal with that like the developer sort of essentially getting props from miyamoto himself and it was uh, breaking down and like uh, overcome with emotions it was just oh at that point, after because I think they'd shown the trailer by then as well, maybe I can't remember. But either way, I was like, I'm buying this game. Like that, that yep. passion right there. That's that's what you support. That's yep. what you back. It, that, that, that's exactly it, and that's another reason why I feel like Ubisoft. Did, I feel like taking steps. I, I feel like in a really awful and sick and twisted way. I feel like this whole looming Vivendi takeover has been a good thing for for Ubisoft. I mean, I- I think it's the combination. 
fuck it. Let's just, let's just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. Let's, let's do this crazy stuff. Let's try and do something different. And um, it's, de- I think it's definitely it. a combination of the Vivendi uh, merger and just also the general garbage. Uh, they've been considered trash really since Unity. Like Unity damaged Ubisoft's oh, yeah. reputation so badly. Oh yeah. They've sort of been rebounding from that. And I think that they're finally like this year has been the one, like 2017. I keep saying this year. It's last year yep. now. Last year was the, the year where they finally they, they planted their feet and were like, okay, look guys, we, we haven't been perfect, but yep. we've made amends and they really have like their games were all pretty good. I still have so much fear for Far Cry 5, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm nervous, but I I man, I hope it's good. I really do. Mario uh, Rabbids though, very good game, but it's yeah, dead now. It is dead now. It's dead. Um Okay, I'm 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 making a peace offering. But a I've, peace just offering. Decide, <laughs> I've just got to decide which one of the two that I want to make as a peace offering. Oh, I'm killing Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. Were you looking yep. at Batman Wolfenstein? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Horizon Zero Dawn does, a, for me personally, there's a lot of things that I loved. Um, for starters, it, at a very, like, you know, uh, base level, it's fucking gorgeous to look at. That game is one of the best looking games of 2017 hands down um and it is only heightened more so via the uh the built-in uh photo mode as well which can make the game look even prettier in some aspects um then there's also the fact that that it's uh we've got a strong female character lead voiced by ashley birch who does an amazing job Um, and also it's a new ip a brand new ip from a company that has made First-person shooters. Um, and it just doesn't, it doesn't add up how we got here. Like, the game, yeah, yeah like, from Killzone it, to this is incredible. It's vastly different, and it's... Well, there's a no-clip documentary about it, actually, like, that charts, like, the uh, the progress from, like, I guess from Guerrilla Games starting up and then going from Killzone into Horizon, and it's, it's fascinating. Um, and then, like, I mean, you've got robot dinosaurs, like... They still amaze me every time I saw one, like especially the bigger ones. Um, and come around a corner and see a thunder jaw and just like shit your pants and just be like, fuck. You just turn a corner and there's like, you know, uh, uh, one of the other ones is there, like the fucking crocodile ones that come out of the water. Uh, they, they were terrifying. Uh, and then on top of that as well, that there was an amazing story, like two stories essentially that sort of, you know, crisscrossed and intertwined with each other. Um, and it made me realize that the name Horizon Zero Dawn isn't an entirely terrible name because it made sense in the context of the game. Um, but it's just, it's it's such a joy to play. I had so much fun with, like, taking down those enemies and I got the platinum in that game. I just, it's it's so much fun and I really need to go back and play through the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC because... I've heard that it's like another 20 hours worth of content. And I was like, yeah, I'm keen to go back to that world um, and hang out it's with always a, It's always a good idea for a developer to put out DLC at the end of the year if your game comes out at the start of the year. It just makes yep. sense. Absolutely. And and the fact that I think in that, that uh, documentary, they said 
the day that Horizon Zero Dawn launched and released, that's when they started work on that DLC. That's that they they were straight into it, uh, and that's impressive to to release a DLC that what I, from again what I heard what I hear has so much content in it uh, within seven months eight months, like that's impressive. Um, so kudos to Guerrilla Games. I I I am uh, I'd never played. I don't think I've ever played a Killzone game in my life, but I am now a big fan of Guerrilla Games because of Horizon Zero Dawn. Unfortunately, it's... I just I felt like it needed to be a peace offering, <laughs> um, and I knew that you weren't crash on it, so I knew that you would have something to say about it as well. Yeah, I so I I, I didn't finish it. It's yep. it's a game that I do want to go back to eventually. I just, something about the world wasn't gripping me. I also was probably suffering from open world fatigue after Zelda. And I also yep. just sort of preferred how that game did open world. That's um, fair. But like, as it's you said, very like, traditional what? open world and it does fix up a little things like the fact that the radio towers were essentially moving beings that you had to scale and, and See, that take was cool. over. That was awesome. They were interesting Ubisoft towers. Like they mm-hmm. weren't the same standard, like climb this tower, activate this thing. Here's your map. I liked I, that. Apparently, as well, in some of the early designs of the game, again, from the documentary, they were, you could hunt them. That's kind of cool. I don't really yeah. want to. But... They were, they were, they'd travel in packs and you could hunt them. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. Like, oh, terrifying. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, I didn't dig any part I had to fight humans because the melee combat just sort of sucked. And the humans yeah. just would the least interesting things in that game and there were not enough things i could mount why can't i ride a robot a robot t-rex joel why yeah true that's fair it is just a thing um, that i should be allowed to do if i want to see it's just funny about the, it. it's funny about the whole humans thing i can kind of see where people come from but i never really had a problem with that i don't know why but i i, I could i could totally understand the argument towards it um it just it's one of those things i think like it's it's the part of the Ubisoft open world they sort of brought across that I don't care for. Yep. Like, clear the bandit camps. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, like, here are yeah. a bunch of humans. Just kill them. It's like, okay, well, I yeah, know yeah. how to deal with these guys. There's nothing super challenging or interesting about them. They're just sort of you're in not, my way. You're not wrong. It was it was It's fairly uninspired, um, especially when you look at some of the other aspects of the game that are just so, so unique. Like, the whole storyline is just wonderful like yeah look as well looks super bleak oh man and just like seeing these like quote-unquote real world locations that have just been left to be taken over by by the earth um was really really impressive and really stunning and i just ah i really enjoyed that game Look, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is on my list of 2017 games to try and finish in 2018, if only because I know we're going to get a sequel, because this game has just done so well. Oh, and absolutely. I am super keen to see how uh, Horizon 2 looks. But yeah. I will get to this game in 2018 at some point. There's it's just... There's some yeah. there's some hints dropped. There's, there's some things that, like, nothing concrete, but, like, it, it's like, all right, I, I can see where you could potentially go with this. Um, interesting I'll keep an eye out when I get to it it's good it's good I like it a lot I should go back and play the DLC I'm sorry Horizon that's my <laughs> peace offering to you Kyron but you've got oh. a lot more to fucking stab me for now which is fair enough yeah look again like I feel like I've got so many horses in this race still that 
nearly every single one of these is going to hurt to some degree. So I'm going to kill... I'm going to kill Yakuza 0. <gasps> oh, no, I'm playing that at the moment. I know, and it's a oh. very good game. It is a very good game. It almost feels like it should have stayed here to hold to carry the torch that Persona 5 held proudly above its head. Very true, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is very much like a sort of... You know, in a lot of ways, like it has cut scenes, but they do, they could be boiled down to nearly just visual novel stuff where yeah, sometimes there's no voice acting. It's just text boxes and two characters sort of interacting loosely. I, but sometimes uh, there are actual visual novel ones as well. There's, I've seen a Yes, there of is actually. Now. Yeah. Weirdly, I just saw one in the point of the story that I was at. I was like, huh. Okay. It's so choice. strange because they don't pop up very often, but they are yeah. there. It's like a weird choice. I wonder if it's something to do with like localization. Maybe they didn't have time to do it, and I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Either way, it's they're, they're sort of weirdly slotted in there. But yeah. again, we've sung this game's praises so much. Like it was in my top ten for my game of the year list. Uh, but as good as it is, and looking at what's not on this list, cuts must be made. And there are some parts in that, some edges that are again a little bit rough. Uh, the combat, as fun as it is, can get a bit repetitive, mm, and it's not too deep. It's fun. It's fun to like pick up a motorcycle and wail on some dude. Why not? It's but, really fun. It's fun yeah, to pick him up. It's fun to pick up a guy and then hold him over your head and then jump in the air and slam his head into the ground. I never Absolutely. get sick of that one. It's so much fun. And it's oh. fun to engage in the game's many weird, just weirdness, weird mini games and stuff. Like it's it's going. So- karaoke or going dancing at a club or going to a telephone club and trying to chat up a girl or running a it, cabaret club and trying to manage your clients expectations oh man way too much it's just time way too much so, time spent on that so many things you can do in the game but and there's there's I, some there's like some of the elements too of like the side quests of being like you'd start a side quest and go really am i what the fuck am i actually fucking doing this and then by the end of it you're like it has like this poignant moment. Every subquest has like a, a poignant moment of it. It is, where it, it is a wholesome game weird. about crime. About crime. And like, I, this is a mild spoiler, I guess, for like a sub story in the game, but there's like 8,000 of them, so it doesn't matter. I was playing it the other day. I bought porn for a kid. I, this yep. kid wanted to buy this like porn mag from a, from a, a, a vending machine because he was like, oh, I wanted to buy this really cool thing. It was shrink wrapped in a vending machine. He had no idea what it was. And it was like curious having like this internal struggle about what to do. It was like, should I buy it for him? Or I, but you know, I can't. He's just gonna get really upset. And then I don't know. Maybe I should get it for him. And then like all these like women start like watching him, and he starts getting really nervous and flustered. And you have to like essentially stealth your way through to the vending machine to get the book. Um, and it's just, but at the end of it, it's like you know, curious. It's like, well, you know, he's gonna learn about it someday, I guess. It's like. Don't show it to anyone. Don't, don't hide it well, not under your bed because that doesn't work. He says he gets from like a previous experience, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's d- dealing with like weird shit like that that the game throws at you, and it just makes you go at the end of it go, oh, oh, that was nice. I like that. Yeah, a lot. A lot of the little weird quests do have like a lesson at the end of it, and it's usually something like respect yourself or respect women or just be a good person and don't be a dick just and it's not what i expected to come out of a game called yakuza with my knowledge of what the yakuza are and hey that's 
it's great it's such a weird little experience that i absolutely recommend and with the yakuza series now really entering western popularity it's a great mm. point to jump in and get ready for like one's available as a remake two's getting remade yakuza 6 comes out next march yeah so but yeah it's dead now unfortunately regrettably it is dead. The dragon of Dojima lives on, though, in our hearts. The dragon of Dojima will rise again. Yeah, fuck yeah. We'll rise again. Um, okay. Look, I'm going to do it. Wolfenstein 2. Joel! You, are You're just... You, you take out the things you like. I look, it's because I feel bad. So took out things that you liked that I hadn't played. <laughs> Don't feel so, bad, dude. Uh, look, I, there's plenty of other stuff on here to talk about, but I mean, like, man, Wolfenstein Two is. Are you fucking... are you really killing Wolfenstein Two? I'm gonna kill Wolfenstein Two. Oh, Joel, you don't have to. There are other options you could try. Mm. If you believe in Wolfenstein Two, don't kill it. Okay, what well, remains of is Finch. Okay, there we go. Okay, now. All right. It's, it's probably Wolfenstein's probably going to last too much longer, to be honest. But I mean, I played I played this this week, so I have played this now uh, since doing our uh, game of the year episode, um, and I liked it. The problem I had with it is a weird personal thing, where uh, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I don't like don't look anything into it, don't spoil anything for yourself." So I had in my mind that there was going to be some sort of twist or some sort of thing that happened but now playing it i understand what the thing like what you don't want spoiled from that game uh and what yeah that, it's what that is is very good like um it's just all the cool little things it does i would yeah. i am if anyone out there hasn't played it yet and uh don't look for a twist there isn't a twist this game isn't no, about no. a twist it is what it is it tells its story in, very plainly yeah yeah you go in blind because of how it unfolds and I would have hate I would have hated to have had so many of those little moments just ruined for me because yep yeah just there are so many little cool things it does and I don't even want to say anything about them because yeah, they're just neat yeah and- I agree um it it's it's a f- fine little game uh that deals with some pretty heavy subject matter in a very not light-hearted way but like in a way that sort of makes you go it's going to be okay. Like, if that makes sense. I I do very much dig the narrative it tells. Yeah. Um, I do also think it's worth mentioning that, again, I still, I hate them being called walking simulators, but... Yeah. There, this game, like Giant Sparrow's game, has something that anyone who makes those first-person narrative, interactive, st- like, narrative games could learn from. Like, this game tells a story, but... It also gives the player things to do in interesting ways, and I Absolutely. think that that is important for the, for this for this little subgenre that a lot of people look down upon and call walking simulators. It's important, I think, to learn from Edith Finch and sort of take that knowledge forward. Absolutely, I agree. It's I, um, there is still a like game elements to it. I guess for lack of better words, which is good. I I really like. I really like this game. Um, the more I've like molded over my brain and sort of calmed down a little bit from overhyping, I guess, for myself a little bit, um, 
the more I've really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed we, the narrative that it took. We call that one the Firewatch effect. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Firewatch is a different beast, I think. Because it was... Because mm. yeah, there is still a twist. I know, and the trailers did sort of make you think there'd be, there would be more to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, I guess. This it's, one is more so just like, it's a thing twist, that an audience can do to itself. Yeah, the twist is like, spoiler alert for Firewatch, which came out yeah. two years ago. <laughs> oh. I mean, people might not have played it yet, but okay, let's go for uh, it. But we'll spoiler, let's just say like the, the twist that you're you're expecting, the, the, the twist of the game is that there is no twist, basically. The twist uh, of the game for me was, it isn't a horror game. Like, do not expect any yeah. sort of... It, yeah. it sort of alludes in the trailers. Sometimes you're like, oh, wow, is it going to be like some sort of spooky thing that happens? No. Yeah. Gone Home's the same. See, yeah, I didn't get it from Gone Home, but that's because I, I, when I played Gone Home, I hadn't really watched any trailers. I just played it. Yeah, fair enough. I like but, I um, yeah. I had some things ruined for me from Gone Home, so like that's I, a bummer because Gone Home's a, a neat little thing. It still got me though. I finished yeah. that game. I was in tears. Oh it's man, still, it, it still it broke got me. me good. Um, but yeah, I like that's the thing about what remains of Edith Finch. I sort of had I had an emotional reaction to it, but it wasn't as emotional as I have to other games like this, like Gone Home. Like I didn't have that same sort of um emotional reaction it, it sort of made me sort of stop and think a little bit appreciate life a little bit more i guess um but yeah it's dead now which seems fitting for the game um <laughs> oh. you know what i mean i know you know what i mean mm. um, all right spoiler, by the way. i'm gonna do something as a favor to you because you nearly you showcased to me a second ago but I don't think you would even have the heart to do it yourself. I don't. I'm going to kill Metro Samus Returns because I feel like <sighs> it would just win by default. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I have honestly thought about it a couple of times because, I mean, it's awesome that we got a new a new Metro game last year. Like, it's awesome that it that new Metro game is also a remake of an old Metroid game that is really hard to play and find a copy of and track down. It's, but all that thing, all that aside, and it does some things so so well. But there are some elements of the game that aren't great. I guess you could say. Um, yeah, look, as as far as two D Metroids go, like it doesn't quite measure up to the Super Metroid, the Metroid no. Zero Mission, the Metroid Fusion Legacy. Right, and you could argue that the visual style chosen isn't incredibly interesting. But the no. way it pops with 3D, it, it just makes up for that completely in my eyes. Yeah. Um, um, it does carry some of the baggage of being a Game Boy game, wherein the, none of the areas have names. So it's Area yeah. 1, Area 2. And I was like, oh, you, you could have thought of something. I'm going to mention the unmentionable here, because uh, Project AM2R fleshed out a lot of that stuff, and that was right. one of the parts I really liked about that game. Just sort of having more details for some of this to, to to this planet that was really interesting, and there were some having... other, there were other aspects of in in Samus Returns that they did flesh out. Yes, but yeah, they, they didn't take as much time uh, on these aspects, which is and that could have been something really simple, like Nintendo being like, "Hey, like, don't get too fancy with this. Just remake the Game Boy game." They might have not wanted those places to be named. Maybe they wanted to just stay Area One, Area Two because I don't Literally. know. I can't. 
but it's not really a super inhabited planet, really. Vichoso got wiped out. So maybe that's simply it. Maybe they just didn't have names. But I, it is a little bit of a bummer when you've got the other Metroid games with such memorable areas like Norfair, Brinstaff, Andrana Drifts, Chozo Ruins, all those yep. sort of names. Yeah. And you get to Samus Return and you're like, oh yeah, I really liked Area 4. Which <laughs> one was that? I, I don't remember. I don't know, because they all look pretty much the same as well. Like it's, Yeah. Yeah. But the use of 3D was incredible. The, the full 363 aim... I don't think I can go back to a me- like a 2D Metroid that doesn't have that now. And like, the counter-attack? Dem- counter was badass. The Some people complained about it. So I didn't good. care. I loved I it. I love the counter-attack. I think it added, added an extra element to the, sort of... Uh, it made it made those combat encounters a lot more claustrophobic almost because like the enemy would almost always go towards you, especially if they were Metroids. They would always go, which is oh, in yeah. their nature. But you had a way to counteract that whereas previously it was just like jump around a little bit and try and shake it off yeah like panic <laughs> go on the ball mode sort of try to yeah. get out of the way but like it was yeah, cool bomb, 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 bomb. yeah it's yeah because uh, it gets it gets to the core of why this game was so good in my eyes it was just it was straight up redemption for the metroid franchise from mercury a. steam so it was also redemption for mercury steam yeah. as well like it's a very good game but i had to I, kill it because i don't think you had the heart to do it <laughs> I didn't, and I, I've been thinking about it. I, I if it didn't come up, I was going to because there are, like we said, there are elements to it that aren't like great. But I think it deserves to stay as long as it did because the fact of the matter is that we got a new Metroid game, Metroid in twenty seventeen, and Metroid is back. We're getting a new one sometime soon. So we might see it in a week. Who knows? We'll fingers see. crossed. Fingers crossed. Um. Oh, but uh, that means it's my turn, isn't it? Now it's your turn, Joel. Claren, I'm going to kill Resident Evil Seven. I again, I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. Well, look, I look, I think again, it, it, it was it was out of courtesy for the fact that the, that Resident Evil is back. It does a lot of things really well, but from the conversations that I've had with people about it. Um, it sounds like some of the things that it, it it sort of peters off towards the end a little bit, uh, from what I've So heard. towards the end, it's sort of the game. It starts off really strong with its survival horror roots. Yep. And you know you you're in the Baker Mansion and you sort of you get those old Resident Evil One vibes from the mansion where you get to know the layout of that building. You know, and like for the first part of that mission, or the first part of that part of that game, you've got Jack sort of patrolling at certain portions. So you're like shit. I've got to be aware he's out there and he's immortal. So you've kind of got to know Ugh. where he is and where you can hide and all those little things. And it just is really neat. I'm my, to this day, to this day, my biggest complaint with the marketing for that game is that trailer that shows Jack coming through the wall. Cause that would have been such a crazy cool thing to have just not known was going to happen. Mm. But unfortunately the game didn't give you that. Uh, but yeah, towards the end, it sort of does, lean into its more actiony roots for better or worse and i'm not yeah i do agree with people who don't really like the light the later parts the first half of the game is pretty solid though and a, yeah. just a survival horror resident evil back like forget resident evil 6 that disaster of a game that tried to please everyone and disappointed every single person no we've got resident evil 7 now series much like metroid like it's back yeah 
I think I think you're right though about it. Like you know, I think seven does kind of what six did as well in trying to please everyone, but I think it does it in a more palatable way. Like it, it you can sort of almost see that it, it it's almost telling the story of Resident Evil as a franchise because it starts off very survival horror-y and then in the middle it's kind of like a good mix of both and then at the end of it it's like full-blown action and yeah but it's also like you know over a eight nine hour game yeah so, it's, it's a it's a decent length like you can blow through it pretty quickly and yeah granted you could say you could argue there's not much variety in the enemies the enemies are basically the bakers and like the mold monsters, and that's really as deep as it goes. But but that's that's I, all you need, though. I think that that makes it a more sort of like localized uh, concept. That's and a, then yeah. The, so it's, that's it's the thing. Always, I, yeah, I love I love the scale back nature. Yeah, like Resident Evil Six was there was just too much stuff going on with like Neo Umbrella, Wesker's son, Chris and Leon butting heads and just all this convoluted bullshit. Yeah. And Resident Evil 7 was just like, hey, you're this guy, your wife is missing or she's dead, but maybe she wrote you a letter, Silent Hill 2 style, better go see what's up. And then it all just unfurls from there. And there's there's hints here and there. Like there's tantalizing little tidbits. There's a part of the end that has now become free DLC, which I haven't played yet. And right. it's just, just, there's enough there to tie it to Resident Evil while also sort of being like, essentially like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Resident Evil the game like yeah if it's... you're curious about it, and also fully playable in VR that's also fuck that that's why it lost points for me because fuck that <laughs> shit fuck that to hell um but no that's awesome that's really cool that's the the fact that you can play that entire game in VR is highly unsettling but really cool um but yeah it, it feels like yeah like you said it's, it's a lot scaled back it feels like a springboard for like the next step for Resident Evil as a franchise, like they're going, all right, this is the next story we're going to be telling over how well, many it. years. It's it's so interesting because like the Resident Evil series, I don't know, a lot of people have been saying this. I don't completely buy into it because I think how they do Resident Evil Two remake isn't going to go the way people think it'll go. But if it does go the way of RE One remake, like they are perfectly positioned to have. Resident Evil, like, 8 as a first-person horror. Resident Evil 2 Remake as, like, a fixed-camera horror game. And then they've got the Resident Evil Revelation spin-off for the action horror. Like, they can cover right. all their bases. Right. If they do that or not, who knows? But they have the possibility that it's there. They can do that. Please Try to please everyone in separate games in separate as opposed games. to Resident Evil 6, which was just a an actual train crash that I, I couldn't even see through to the end. <laughs> A clusterfuck garbage fire. Lovely. It was the worst. Like, I never play that game. I'm sorry if you like it, but just don't do it to yourself. You deserve better than that. Play Resident Evil 7. Exactly, play Resident Evil 7. Um, But we can't play Resident Evil 7 anymore because it's dead. Yeah, because it's dead. It doesn't exist. It's gone. I I killed it. Um, That was kind of, like, cathartic for me after having only played the demo and it fucking scaring the shit out of me oh. so it's like fuck you yeah thank you for reminding me of one final point about this game it is yep. also <sighs> fuck you konami <laughs> i wanted silent hills pt yep was so interesting and i just wanted silent hills 
but we're not allowed to have nice things. So here comes Capcom. They make their weird first-person teaser demo, and we're like, oh, this is clearly a lot like PT. But you know what? They followed through, and we got a really good first-person Resident Evil game. Who knows what Silent Hills would have been, but fuck you for taking that away from me. Whatever it was was probably getting somewhat shoehorned into Death Stranding. Oh, yeah, well. The general vibe of it. And I'm sure Konami's looking at Resident Evil 7 and going, hmm, I wonder if we can still make that Silent Hills game. No, too little, too late. It, I, they should, they if they did, everyone should just boycott it on principle. I mean, it's simple to say that people should, whether they could or could not, would they be a tricky part. Yeah, especially if it came out saying that it was like really good as well. Um, yeah, ex- oh, poor Resident Evil Seven. Uh, um, so that means it's my turn again. It's your it? turn, yeah. Joel, we're in the five games. We only five games. Should we do it? Should we do it like our, our top five? So like the five we've got left. Yeah, may as well recap them. Okay, uh, so we've got Near Automata, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Doki Doki Literature Club, and Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. This is a very hard top five that's, to whittle down. That's my top five. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I think Wolfenstein was just out. I'm pretty sure that's my top five, though, from the game of the year. Almost in order. Oh, no. It, it, Wolfenstein was number six, I'm pretty sure. It was, because... So, this is from two to six. Was my, my, my games. My games of the year. There I'd let it live as long as a courtesy, Joel. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. But I'm it. killing Wolfenstein. Yeah, that's all right. Wolfenstein 2 is a fine-looking game about killing Nazis, and I am on board for that. I really am. It's Uh, so good. It's it's just... It's so good. I've said this so many times before. Like, the fact that this game... This game franchise in general, like, this, like, the New Order and now now the, uh, the New Colossus, made me care about, like, what was essentially just a HUD in the original Wolf 3D. Like, I actually care for the character of BJ Blazkowicz and the people that he has surrounded himself with. And I had genuine moments where my jaw hit the floor in that game. It's some of some of the best writing of the year, some of the best performance of the year, some of the best action of the year. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, don't like the fact that it's sort of just another corridor shooter, but... I liked that because it did make me feel good to go around and kill all these Nazis. Um, and man, another fucking Mick Gordon masterpiece of a soundtrack. Uh, it's it's just a fucking excellent, excellent game. And I will sing its praises from the rooftops. It is just, it has no right being as good as it is. Even after the New Order was really good. Like, the New Order's great. It's a very good game. I really enjoy playing it. But the New Colossus just takes it to a whole new level. Like, it does some just absolutely batshit crazy things in terms of, like, storytelling and gameplay. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler because it's it, you can play it for free at the moment. But the first part of the game starts you off in a wheelchair. You're in a wheelchair and rolling around a U-boat blowing things up from a wheelchair. Like, that, it's insane. And you think, wow, how can this game get even more crazy? 
and it fucking does consistently get crazier. Um, it's just brilliant. I love it. Fucking Bethesda and Machine Games just crushing it with the with with the the nostalgia throwback games. Um, oh, I love it so much. And then there were four, Joel. Yeah, there were four. And I have to pick one. Four very good games. But one must die. <sighs> it's between two. Yep. And I have reasons for both. Yeah. This makes me so fucking sad. <laughs> What's it going to be, Joel? As much as it pains me to say this, I'm going to kill Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh. Who was it up against, dare I ask? Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the reason I've gone with Doki Doki Literature Club is the fact that it is just a visual novel. Uh, its story is a story that is very good, but outside of that, it is just a visual novel. Um, it doesn't really bring anything new to the table, apart from apart from ending stuff. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it's again, it's one of those things. There's nothing out there like it. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It takes like a familiar formula and just fucks with it and you um and the fact that there's there's like more to dig into when you finish the game if you are really interested is also a gift that gives just more than i needed it's true yeah no all 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 we can say about that is either a go and watch the game theory videos on it if you haven't if you've played the game if you haven't played go and fucking play doki doki literature club it's like a what is four hour experience like four or five hours free to play on steam or you can go to their website it's it's no, a, no charge. There's there's there you have literally nothing to lose on this. It is fucking go stop listening to us right now and go and play Doki Doki Literature Club. It's just fucking excellent. Just out regardless of, of regardless of what ends up happening with Team Salvado this year, whether yeah. or not they put something out, or if it's not if it's not great, like Doki Doki itself will stand as like one of those things that I'm so glad I played and I'm so glad I wasn't spoiled. Because it's the PT yeah. of visual novels, like it, yeah. And it's just one of those things, like Undertale, like years before it. Like, yeah, go in blind. It's it's a treat. Yep. But also um, pay attention to warnings and stuff as well, like and be aware of what you're sort of going into. Yeah, it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, and if you're going through some shit, just be warned. It will. The game will warn you as well, but. Yeah, the game lets you know what's so not not directly, but it'll go. Hey, look, if you are blah, if you're yeah, just but oh, it's yeah. Doki it's, Doki Literature Club mm. is such a incredible four hour experience that I played like a month ago. Yeah, right. Out of and, nowhere, uh-huh. and it was in my top five for the year. Like, holy crap! Yeah, I, I, I it's completely out of nowhere, and it was one of the best games I played last year. Um, and I tell anyone that even people who I who I, I work with that don't play video games, I'm like, 
you need to play this game. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, just go, just fucking download it. I don't care. Just fucking go and do it. You need to play this game. Period. It will fucking, it will change your life. But it is, I was going to make a really inappropriate joke there. Um, don't even I'm do not it. going <laughs> to, not going to, but Doki Doki Literature Club is off the list. It's done. Oh. Sayonara. I think we know how this is going to go at this point, Joel. I think the writing's on the wall. I don't want to do this, Karen. I don't like this. You you know what's going to win. I'm killing Zelda. Okay. Zelda's dead. And it's... So Zelda Breath of the Wild, basically Nintendo just strolls in and goes, open world games, huh? I guess we'll try to make one of those. Bam! And they make my favorite, probably my favorite open world game in a long time. Yeah, for sure. Just that, how refreshing it was to to just be in an open world but didn't feel like I was just already looking at a to-do list. Going, hey, here's all your collectibles and all your objectives and go do all these things. It's like, hey, here's a map. You've explored this small little portion here and it'll yep. it'll grow as you tag these... Granted, the Ubisoft towers were pretty Ubisoft-y in that game, but screw it. Like, it was a small part of it. Yeah, exactly. And that was still and just, fun. It was still fun, and like the way the map opens up is so interesting. Exploring areas sort of gives you the names, and I just love that you fill the map yourself. You do something, and then it marks on the map, not vice versa. Like that. That way, when you open your map and you zoom out, you're like, "Yes, look at all this stuff I've done." Yeah, like that is such a small thing that Breath of the Wild does that I love. And I think too, also like for a Zelda game, it doesn't. It doesn't hold your hand at all. No, not really. In terms again, of like the difficulty, in terms of just like knowing what to do, it's just like well, you sort of you you come out that first shrine and you go, "Well, what do I do?" And they go, "I oh, know, go find out." And you know like, what, Joel? I'm gonna fucking find out. Yeah. Flashback to like 2011 when we had Skyward Sword with its hours upon hours of hand holding tutorial. Yeah. yeah. It was a it was a much needed change. Like this game took the Zelda formula. And threw it out the window, and yep. it, it's about time. Like it's needed a shake up. It, they, the games just weren't different, and they just yeah, a change was needed. And this is, and I'm glad we got it. It kept a lot of the things that, like some of the things that people liked about the series as well. Like it still, it still feels like a Zelda game. That's what's so interesting about it. Like they threw so much out and retooled so much, but it still, at its core, is a Zelda game through and through. And that's what's so special about it, I think. Um, it's just... And like the fact that it was like launched with the Switch. Um, we were talking about this before. The fact that when it, when the game and the Switch came out, that the Breath of the Wild had a 110% attach rate, I think. Which is uh, crazy. Like, d- nuts. Like, it's, it's more games were sold than there were Switches. Like, it's just... Yeah. Um... And some of the moments in that game were just absolutely stunning. And yeah, it's so colorful and it had some, the the fact that like, you know, all the, the, the memories you had to find as well were just really gave a little bit more backstory and context to the world that, uh, that this was set in. Yeah. And that's the part um, where I sort of kind of go, ah, 
they were cool. Yep. Story, whilst I don't think is 100% necessary in Zelda, I feel like there have been more interesting stories out there. Okay. Like, all yep. this stuff was flashbacks, which is fine. Like, flashbacks yep. are fine. I would have liked to have actually spent time with the champions because they seem like cool characters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, I get why the things happened the way they happen. It's so you can have that stuff towards the end. It was like, it was a it was a fist in the air moment when it was all sort of playing out. Yeah. Like, I, I just want, they were so, they seemed so cool. And the, like the designs on all of them are just rad. And I want to spend more time with them, but you, you know, you can't. Yeah. And the other part is a part I'm pretty sure I brought up last week. And I'm pretty sure I brought it up nearly any time we've talked about Zelda early in the year. The Divine Beasts were cool, but they weren't a good replacement for dungeons. No. I missed, no, I missed a well-designed Zelda dungeon. For sure. If the next Zelda game is this open world, but has dungeons like scattered throughout it, like the shrines were cool, but I just really wanted to sink into a dungeon for a couple of hours, and yep. the, the the beasts were kind of like you zip through them. They, they didn't take long, and also the bosses and all of them sort of being blah. Ganon was sort of lazy as well. I think yeah, I'd be okay with like a sort of similar divine beast sort of situation as long as the boss fights were interesting. Um, because I felt like the boss fights were a little bit shit um for like a yeah, better word like, like they weren't great like the divine beast boss fights were not good they were fine they were serviceable but there were other elements like other combat encounters in that game that were far more exciting than than those i found anyway yeah i think nintendo's never really nailed this open world design they can work on sort of bringing in a few more of the the more classic design like zelda things not necessarily like i don't want a hook shot, for example, because like I yeah. kind of liked just climbing anywhere, yeah. and having a hook shot would sort of defeat the purpose of that. But if on it was the like a hook hand, shot that like you could swing, like hook into the wall and then use it as like a swing rope, like to sort of like propel yourself up a bit further. Like, instead of, so like, like, a, like oh yeah, yeah okay, like a grappling hook almost. Like so, instead of like it, it just sort of we like get, attaching to something and then you being propelled along. Gotta be careful. We're getting close to like Assassin's Creed territory. <laughs> That's true, or like Uncharted, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, just, I, I keep coming back to it. I keep thinking about, like, Twilight Princess, and I would, like, I would get to a dungeon, and so, like, I'd, like, crack my knuckles, I'd have, like, a drink next to me, all right, we're doing this, we're going into this dungeon, I don't know how long we're going to be down here for, but let's go. And I never really got, after I did one Divine Beast, I was kind of like, oh, well, that was That's quick. it? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and that sort of, Again, they've gotten the world right. Like, exploring that Hyrule was so good. Oh, yeah. And just stumbling upon Koroks, the best use of the Master Sword ever, period. Fucking oath. Oh, my like, God, that was amazing. Making it a literal legend, genius. Yep. But, yeah, Divine Beast, really big sticking point for me. I just wanted something with more substance as far as dungeons go. And they, the little shrines were cool, but they were, like, little bite-sized, like, like... Um, appetizers. I was like, "Oh, yes, that's a really cool sort of thing." I can't wait to sort of get to a a bigger thing I can just sink into, and it never really happened. Yeah, but yeah, still an incredible game, and yeah, still phenomenal game. Just way to just Nintendo is just dropping a console and going, "Here's this new Zelda," and it blows the world's mind, like insane. Yeah. So, speaking of the Nintendo train, should we keep it rolling? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I again, like once this sort of, once you knocked out Doki Doki, I saw where this was going. I uh, yeah, I 
it was between those two games. Um, but yeah, obviously Super Mario Odyssey. We, yeah, we're killing as well. Um, it's awesome. Super Mario Odyssey is awesome. It's incredible. It's such a great game. It has some really like moments that sort of like borderline made me well up with like emotions playing because it was just so such a love letter to to video games and to like to Mario as a character and as a franchise. Um, and I like I haven't even hit the five hundred moon mark yet either. Um, that's the thing though like you'll get there eventually and you don't yeah. have to rush there because this game just lends itself to like you pick it up yep. pick up a couple of moons and you just move on because there are more moons than you need and that's one of the oh, things that I think originally I was worried about because I saw some people who love completing things complaining because they're like oh some of these moons are really samey and blah 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 but when I realized when I flipped that and was like oh it's, it's so you can sort of progress how you want you don't have to go down this one yeah. road. You can sort of pick up the moons you need. And I was like, oh, wait, that's actually really cool. And then if you want to, you can go and get them all. Like, the game has a little thing for you if you do get every moon. But you don't have to. Yep. And you can sort of get to the end how you want to get to the end. And you can chip away at it. And, like, it is perfect for handheld. Like, just sit, like picking it up, like say you got a, you're on the train. You're like, all right, got a couple a couple of minutes to kill. I'll just go and do this moon and done. Cool. Oh, I'm at my destination. I'll get off the train now. Like, yeah, it's just so cool. And I mean, I fucking played the majority of this game while I was in Japan. Like, I I th- that still bonk like it drives me insane. Like how I had to think about that. The fact that I finished, I saw like I got to the the first ending, essentially. Um, sitting in my hotel room in Tokyo and I just that alone I was like this is crazy like a crazy testament to how incredible the switch is as a console but um I mean look I guess when you when you think about it when it comes down to it it is just another Mario game I think that's it's always going to be just another Mario game but I'll be fucking damned if it probably probably my favorite Mario game cuz some of the things that it does Opening up the fact that uh, opening up uh, enemies to be captured by Cappy and sort of take on their personas and have each of those experiences having like a different experience, like a different control scheme, a different way that they move See, around. That's the part that was genius because in the yeah. past Mario has had those power ups and it was just like, yeah. why? What if, what if we just made the enemies a thing you could capture and use? And it just it just throws so many different little gameplay ideas at you yeah you can sort of just play around with to do like a moon here a moon there and it's just oh and, and uh, zelda zelda was the same like you know, people still are like figuring out how to use the tools that the game gives you to do some incredible things um just extraordinary things and like mario odyssey has the same sort of thing it's like it has that perfect th- feeling of like Ah, I've outsmarted the developer here. It's like, no, they meant for you to do that. Yes. I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. Like, the way that Nintendo... Because it was sort of present in Zelda with the Koroks. And it was cool that it's like, you would look at a, a weird thing in the environment and go, hey, if I move this here or push that, will I get a... Ah, oh, cool, I got a Korok. Yep. And just, there, there are little things all throughout Odyssey where the developers are clearly like, 
what if a player goes here? I don't know. Stick a moon there. Or like even sometimes smaller things, but equally as cool. Like in the, uh, no, it's a spoiler. There's an area where you go to a, an area that you will remember from a previous Mario game. Of course. And if you, if you're wondering to yourself going, Hey, I wonder if I like wall bounce up here and like go outside the borders, you get to the top and there are coins there because then it's like, yeah, okay. You might come up here. Here's some coins. You, like just little things like that. When Nintendo's like, "What if I try this? Stick some coins there." You explained that very well, by the way. I'm very impressed with that explanation. Yeah, without that, like without giving away anything. That was yeah, yeah. It was very good. I like that. There's like little things like that, and I think that's one of the things that Nintendo should really be applauded for, like for just planning for whatever player goes here and just sticking, even if it's like the smallest reward, whether that, it be a moon or just coins. It's like yeah, but there's something there. That fresh blood in Nintendo is really starting it's, to pay off. Like, Ayanuma is part of the old guard, just hitting at the park of Zelda, but... Or Ko- Koizumi, I think it is, who did... Yeah. Who was mostly in charge of Mario Odyssey. Oh, boy. Like, Miyamoto, we, we love you, but can we just have Koizumi on Mario now? Because I think, I think yep. he's what Mario needs. He's He's got it on lock. Uh, it's just... Cause, oh, man. Fucking Nintendo... He, Here's the other thing, like, I think it was a pretty fair assumption to to think we may not have gotten another Mario game like this. Yeah. Because Galaxy 2 was on the Wii, and that was really it. Then we got, like, yeah. we were getting side-scrollers, and we got 3D Land and 3D World, which was sort of, like, yep. isometric sort of Mario platformers. And then suddenly... Very level-based, like, yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Here, have an exploration Mario game where you explore open areas and get moons for doing challenges it's like that's what i wanted i wanted that mario and you did it you gave it to me can we have odyssey 2 now please like oh i'm sure it's like in the pipeline oh for sure absolutely although like i would also not be opposed to just chucking out like some luigi odyssey dlc for mario odyssey oh yes please because let's be honest like luigi spoiler tags but luigi is the biggest omission from mario odyssey it's true yeah He's just he's just not there, and I'm like, why is that? And also, there are no like Boo levels at all, which Luigi has a very oh, he's very connected to Boo. Give so, me a hey, Ghost House world, please. Yes, yeah, Ghost House we're missing, and I'm I'm wondering if there's a connection there between Luigi and the missing Ghost House. I want They're that music. Not there. I want that music. Right. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe that will be nothing. Maybe Mario Odyssey Two will have all that in it. Either way, it's. Such an incredible game. Like, a Nintendo yep. were just firing on all cylinders this year. Yep, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, both those Nintendo games are now dead. Which means Nintendo's dead when you think about it. Yeah, we killed Nintendo. The Switch is gone. Didn't oh, exist. Oh, shit. But Karin is okay, because you know what we have? We have my favorite game that fills me with, with just just existential dread. And and also, a, like, a smidge of joy. A little bit. It's uh, it's like it's like fifty fifty. Sometimes one one side gets higher than the other. It fluctuates in this game. I just oh man. We're of course talking about which is now crowned the twenty seventeen game of the year from Dialogue Options. Is it that or is it just like it's for Survivor? It's, it's survivor. for Survivor. Yeah, yeah. I like to say that it's like it's the only way we can come up with a like a corroborated. But I mean, obviously, it was going to be percent of five for us. But, um, but yes, our survivor of the uh, the battle royale. It seems fitting for the year we've had, actually, as well. 
The video game battle royale. That's what we should call it instead. <laughs> Why, you know, 30 enter, battle, one battle leaves. Battle royales are all the rage. Exactly, you know, capitalize on that. There's tags. Congratulations, Nero Tomata, on yes. your first chicken dinner. Your first chicken dinner, yes. Um, man, Nero Tomata. I mean, we've we have spoken about this game in great length many times over the past eight, nine months. Uh, I've just been recently listening to the uh, OK Games crew do their Game of the Year. They do a whole bunch of different categories. Uh, and obviously a lot of stuff from Nier Automata is nominated for that. And just hearing them just talk about moments in that game and like bringing up story elements that I had sort of forgotten a little bit of, I'm just like, this game is... Inc- I, it just... I would go so far as to say it's a masterpiece in my eyes. It's just excellent all yeah. around. I I heard countless tales of the genius of the original Nier yeah. from Yoko Taro. And for all I heard about the good stuff, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of frustrating, outdated stuff. Right. So I never really gave it a shot. But to take that genius of Yoko Taro and pair it with Platinum Games yep. and their incredible combat, even if it does you could probably argue it gets a bit repetitive, I don't care. I'll kick that spear forward and then like warp it back as many times oh. as I can. I'll do like the little the little twirls on it. I'll slide down the ladder. I'll oh my god. All the animations in this game and all the little things you can do in combat. I there are so many gifts out there that sometimes I just look at and go, ah, oh, near automata, yes. This it's, Platinum it's, Games are the best in the biz at this. Yeah. It's it does have its down downfalls as well. Like I mean some of the level design is not great in some and aspects. And there's some pretty repetitive fetch quests that aren't very interesting. Absolutely. But I think... I I rarely even think about that when I think about this game. It is oh, no, so absolutely. far at the back of my mind. I remember getting to the, the end of... I mean, <laughs> getting to the end of the credits, but that's a whole other story. But like, I remember finally finishing the like ending E, which is like the last like full ending that you need because there are 26 endings to the game but most, most of the joke jokes. endings don't stress yeah I, it's I'm important to say that because funny. i can see people sweating when you say that they're like 26 endings mm. don't worry they're mostly joke endings mostly joke and they are pretty you, funny they are pretty funny and you'll probably stumble into some of them like oh yes you probably will yeah um yeah i i i remember getting to the end of the credits and just sort of sitting there going I, I have no words. That that game was incredible. Like some of the the, the 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 whole like topics it brings to the table, the fact that I just am overcome with emotions when I talk about this game because it is just the so turning damn point, good. The the kicker the kicker of a turning point in that game is and this will be minor spoilers. This won't be like huge full blown spoilers. You may have even seen hints of it in trailers and stuff. Mm. When you start questioning why are the machines acting not necessarily like humans, but why are they acting like this? Yeah. The question becomes, fuck, what, what is a human? And all that sort of... It's just... Yeah, this this game is so interesting and I implore people to play it. It Persona 5 was my game of the year, as I said last week, but yeah. 
the last, like this, the last like fifteen minutes of this game, it 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 nearly it nearly knocks off Persona Five for me in some ways. Just it's yeah, it's so good combined and, with like yeah, some of the the, the like that ending is so much is is heightened even more by the fact that like just before it like it's so bleak oh yeah and so just dark and then to have that moment as well it's just oh my god it's a beautiful bookend to a just a stunning game and it's one of those games that like when you play it and when, you'll know when you're finished completely and honestly yeah. I sometimes feel bad when I finish a game and go cool I I don't need to play that anymore but like I did it in this and I was like you know what I don't need to play anymore I'm finished I I need to, to go back to get to that point you, you do <laughs> I do need to go back to get to that point in fact the glory of mankind Joel you have yes glory of mankind I was watching so side note I was watching because Black Mirror, the new season of Black Mirror came out last week, and I'm very excited about that. I've watched it all already. It's awesome. But, um, which is also kind of tight. It kind of links into Near Automata, I guess, in a way. Um, but yeah, uh, I was watching like a, um, like recaps on, on the episodes from um, GameSpot Universe. And there were a couple of episodes where the two hosts were wearing Yorha badges. One was wearing Yorha badge, and one was wearing the um, Yokotaro weird face oh the, fa- the mask that he wears yeah I had, they had pins with those on it and I was like fuck yeah that's glory, incredible glory to mankind um man I just I, I I'm speechless when it comes to talking about we've spoken so much about this game over the year I just I don't have anything else to say about how much I love this game it's one of my all time it's one of my favourite games of all time like easily it's I, it's officially my favourite platinum game yes like as much as I love the action and how how the combat plays in Bayonetta two, mm-hmm. like it's really good. It's really good. But I feel like even though Platinum sometimes like uh Nia doesn't reach some of those heights in that area sometimes, the story and the characters and just how the rest of that stuff outside of combat plays just elevates it above it for me. It's just and the, Again, like it the, is, it's it. You yeah. can't really get into specifics without spoiling so much of this game because it's the, again go in blind and play. Exactly it. the fact that like I like I constantly think about this game. I constantly think about the story and some of the moments in that game and some of the story beats, and it still blows me away with how impressive it is. I just go play Nier Automata, please. Everyone go play Nier Automata. Holy and shit. And it... I mean, uh, you, you you still might be stressing out because we're basically saying, like, get five endings, but it'll make sense as you play it. And you know what? It, you don't have to rush through it, you know? If you've managed nope. to stay... If you've managed to avoid spoilers this long, you can probably afford to take your time with it. Like The internet's been pretty good about it. And it's just... Oh. Just... Joel, they're working on something near related now, and I can't. Oh, wait. I want it! I want it I now! I cannot wait to see what it is. Put it on the switch. I might actually explode if they release near Automata on the switch. I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how well it would run. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, but yeah. Um. So 
I guess that's uh, that's about it. Congratulations! That's, that's twenty seventeen. Near Automata, uh, and congratulations to all the games on our list. Um, it was a big list. Like, like we've said it so many times at this point, it's becoming r- ridiculous. But yeah, twenty seventeen was insane. Making that list, I was just reminded about how much good stuff I'd played. And as you said earlier, there was stuff that didn't make the cut because we hadn't played it or like, it's just too much. Like the list was yeah. 30 games already. Yeah. That's a big list. It's, um, I mean, it, and it was tough whittling that list down. It was very tough at some points, but I, I am very happy with the outcome. I feel, I think, I think the writing was on the wall as we got down the line. I'm like, yeah, I, Nia's going to win. Nia's going to get this. It didn't help that it was the top of the list either. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, I, very... I wrote for, I yeah. wrote it as it came to mind, which is yep. pretty telling. Uh, well, like, that's exactly it. Yeah, Nier Automata. I mean, man. After Persona 5, Nier is like the second game in my mind nearly at all times. Yep. All right. Well, I think it's about time we wrap this one up. I think so. Mm-hmm. It, 2017, thank you for all the great memories. And yep. all the great games. Yep. And for the stuff outside of video games, it's still a little bit fucked. Hey, hopefully that gets fixed up this year, but probably yeah, not. Crossed, yeah. But so, also all the stuff but, outside of video games that was good about 2017. Like we had true. some good, we had some good cool. moments in, in our lives within our friendship groups and things. It's been really impressive. So, uh, and really exciting. That's, that's why I was like, Oh, do we still call this kill your babies? Yeah, true. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think from now on we call it battle Royale. We call it video, video game battle Royale. <laughs> All right, I don't know do why it. I didn't even think of that, but anyway. Sounds good. Right. Uh, but yeah, so 2017 was great, but if things are rough in 2018, it's okay, because we've got plenty of video game escapism coming up. Fuck yeah, we do. We're Stop. weeks away from Monster Hunter, Fucking from Fighters. Oh, you got People aren't even ready to listen to me just sit down for like half an hour and talk about Fighters. Oh my god. I'm actually going to buy... I, look, I'm going to buy this game, Kyron. Like, I'm going to crack it open and oh, just... Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just going to drink in all, like, the anime. Just, like, the single frame moves. It's like, that's from that's from this episode, and I don't know why they put it in there, but they did. So cool. Like, I'm going to pretend that I know kids. what you're talking about, but I'm going to be like, I know Vegeta. He's <laughs> a cool guy. And there's Piccolo, and Krillin sucks. Krillin does suck. Does Good work, Joel. Yeah, see? Look, I know what I'm doing. You're learning. Yeah. And who's the best villain? Frieza. It is Frieza. Correct. Yeah. He Gold stars has, for you. He also has a good song as well. He does have a good song written by Maximum Hormone. I paused for a second. I was I was this close just for, just for shits and giggles saying boo, but... I would have been furious. Like, yeah, no, that's why, that's why... I would have like, I would have ended this podcast right now and never spoken to you again. <laughs> I just, I, I that that's why I subsequently did wanted to say it and also didn't say it because you just be like, "Fuck this shit, I'm done, fuck it, we're done, this is over." How yeah. dare you? I'm oh, insulted well. beyond belief. Oh well, but no, you got it right. You you took you did good. 2018, you got a lot to live up to. It's it's not scared, Joel. It's not scared. Oh no, no, oh no. But uh, uh, I think it's time for us to go. I think it is. I think it's time to, to, to close the curtain on 2017. Yeah. I can't promise we won't talk about Persona or Nier or anything in the future. Because oh, we, we've got Persona dancing. Club. Like, yeah. We, we've got Persona dancing games, like, 
imminently coming up. Oh like, yes. So it, it'll it'll resurface, but we are very excited for 2018, and we are very excited to talk about video games for the rest of 2018 as well. It'll be great. Yay! It'll be fun. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, so we thank you for listening to to us kill our <laughs> way through this list of 30 incredible games. Yeah. Well. 20, 29 incredible games and yeah, Mass 20, Effect. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was like, do I, do I lay it on thick with Mass Effect again? I was like, but no, I it think our, it. our stance is clear on Mass Effect, and it's not even. I, I don't. It's, I don't know. EA, it's a disappointing game. Like, it's a bad game, but it's a disappointing game. Anyway, yeah, it's like a double whammy. Like, yeah. I wanted more from it, and it didn't even give me at least half of what I wanted. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook where we are Dialogue Options. If you want to check us a like or a follow, we appreciate it. Or on the same page, whatever podcast app of choice you listen to us on, whether it be like the Podbean app or iTunes or your native like MP3 player on your phone or Podchaser, throw us a review, a share, a like, a thumb, whatever fancy things they used to do ratings these days because i can't keep up i have no idea uh yeah i know like it, it helps though so we appreciate it please do it i do like it please please and and additionally if you want to keep up with us individually you can find me on twitter at lemon x where i am predominantly blown away by 2017 and i've also been watching my hero academia and holy shit it's good i Boy. love it yeah I finished season one and two in like the space of a few weeks and all might is the hero we all deserve. He just does nothing but believe in you. And that's what we need. Where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac where I've been tweeting about what I've been watching as well. Um, a lot of black mirror talk. Fucking love it. It's so good. I need to finish the previous season before I get into the season. You do. I mean, you technically you don't. Actually, no, there's one particular episode in season four that will reward you for doing that. But, um, yeah, it's awesome. Fucking incredible. Black Mirror is amazing. If you don't watch it, you should watch it. I know some people don't think it's great. I love it. I, it's the type of, like, psychological weird horror that I kind of dig. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I love it. Uh, but I also saw Coco as well. Disney Pixar's Coco. That... That fucked me up as well on a different level. So that's that's also a really good movie. You should go check that out. Um, yeah, it's good times at the moment. And in between all the just slogging away at work. Ah, uh, good old school holidays, Joel. Fucking yep. I'm I'm dead. I'm actually a dead person. <laughs> I am as dead as the other the, the twenty nine games on that list. Well, look, at least you're with good company. That's true. Yeah, that's a good friend. And Mass Effect. Yeah, just sitting in the corner, fucking eating paste. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe we've been too mean to Mass Effect now. Let it let it live in 2017, and we right, will not go back to it. Put it's, it in it's gone. Yeah, it's done. Bye. Hope- <laughs> See you, Mass Effect. Hopefully, Anthem is good. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Uh, otherwise, we'll catch you guys next week, where we'll have more video games to talk about. Probably, I've got some things that I've been playing over the last couple of weeks that I'll probably just dump on Joel next week, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I've got a couple of things, not a whole lot, but yeah, well, actually, it's all games that I've probably talked about before, to be honest. It, I've got fact, a new one, but and also more Xenoblade to talk about. That's all right. 
I I hope you I hope you're ready for your like twin stick shooter roguelike update because I got one for you. <laughs> Excellent, can't wait. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>